I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. J-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael Fashion mm. for everyone. Happy Friday, Sandy. Woo-hoo. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing today? We are good. Great. I just Fantastic. Island Taste Donut that Blake brought in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So good morning to everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. So we've got a school closure this morning at Johnny Cumber Primary School already due to an emergency repair. Hmm. So the Department of Education Services has announced that the primary school located in West Bay will be closed due to an electrical emergency. Huh. So the school wow. meter, exactly. Already, again, like, I mean, this wasn't looked at over. Yeah. Hmm. I know. It's pretty crazy. The school's meter experienced a malfunction resulting in damage to the meter associated with wiring and conduit, according oh, to no. DES Acting Director, Mr. Alroy Bryan. So based on that, um, you know, both CUC and Public Works have determined that it needs to be replaced. And, yep, so no no school for those kids already. I know parents are like, They're so happy. I parents, know. not so much. No. Yeah, the parents Wait, so are like, what? A meter, is it, like, dangerous, the electrical issue? I would think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, you kind of don't right. want to play around too much with electrical issues, especially well, yeah. when children are in the building. Yeah. Okay. Um, we would like to extend our condolences to um, the family of Mr. Bernard Tibbetts, Cayman Brack historian, passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Um, he is well known in the community, um, dedicated uh, his life really to the development of the Cayman Islands, and was awarded an MBE by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. So um, he actually became the first Caymanian to be pinned by Her Majesty on Cayman soil. So that's pretty cool. So condolences to his family. Um, he worked diligently in the community, particularly in Cayman Brack. And his service is going to be held at this weekend tomorrow at the Stake Bay Baptist Church at 3 p.m. Aww. We have, I know, a little bit of sad news this morning. Um, and... Um, If you're traveling to Jamaica, this is quite an important advisory for you. There's two full flights going out this morning. They have changed their online um, system where now you have to complete the immigration forms completely online. So the really important thing to recognize here is I know some people struggle, especially if maybe you're a little bit older, you struggle with doing things online. You know, get a friend or family member to assist you before you get to the airport because here's the big reveal. I'm told that there's no available Wi-Fi internet at the airport at Owen Roberts International Airport at this time because apparently it stopped working a few weeks ago. <laughs> a few weeks ago. So <laughs> yeah. they tried to turn it off then back on. Uh, yeah. I don't make the, listen, Can I don't recycle the power on that router. <laughs> <laughs> I do not mean not pay water. their bill. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It'd be crazy. It pretty is pretty sure crazy. there's plenty of places to get internet. Uh, wait, how much did that airport cost again? So hopefully they'll fix it now because um, again, the, this new um, situation is in effect as of today. So if you're flying, in fact, my understanding is the Jamaican agencies um, on their end does not want Cayman Airways to board anyone that doesn't have it completed. Hmm. They're like, tell them, you know, don't come. I think the only (laughs) option is to go to the coffee shop and buy stuff and sit down and use their Wi-Fi. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's going to work out today, but anyway. Um, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on it and let you guys know how that goes. 
Um, we had a fundraiser yesterday, so I want to do a big shout out if I can as my uh, final news story of the day to everyone who contributed. Remember, there was the story of the man who picked up the lady's wallet and then spent all of her money. Mm -hmm. So that was her mortgage money. She was actually going to the bank to pay her mortgage. I know. Um, But we've turned it around. So, you know, he finally got arrested yesterday by the RCAPS. And um, we did a little fundraiser on her program and we've raised all of her mortgage money back and then some. Oh, nice. Wow. That's really so nice. we are going to be presenting her with the funds. Um, I know some of it is still trickling in. So we'll give everyone until hopefully today they can get it to me. And then, um, yeah, we're going to give her that money to go and pay her mortgage so that she doesn't get behind in her mortgage. Yeah, I was going to say, because presumably this guy spent it all. So he's not going oh, yes. to give. He's not even if he goes to court yeah. or when he does. I mean, yeah, you can get money right. from someone that doesn't have money if he spent it all. That's exactly. a nice story, Sandy. That's very nice that you guys did that and everyone yeah. contributed. You got, do you have time for a really uh, quick story or do you, you got to go? Um, 48 seconds. Go ahead. There's a guy in the States. I can't remember where it was exactly, but he found a bag. Oh, I saw this. A bag of money. It was five grand. I think it was in a bank bag, actually. <laughs> but he found it in a parking lot near a bank. He decided <laughs> to keep the money. <laughs> and then uh, I guess the police did an investigation, whether it was CCTV or whatever, but they mm-hmm. found out. The, the investigation led him to this guy uh-huh. and they arrested him like three uh-huh. months later. And yeah. now, and now he faces five years in prison. Yeah. It's killing. Yeah. I, mean, you find someone I thought it was finders keepers. No, sir. Losers weepers. That was on the playground when you're five years old. Exactly. But it's not, that's not a there. playground role. Yes. <laughs> God helps those who help. All right. Themselves. Yeah. All right. Okay. What happened to that? No. All right, have, have a good, good one, guys. Bye. Right. <laughs> See you on Monday. <laughs> bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is 345-936-2626 all right happy Friday, everyone. It's Friday. Get up, rise, and shine. How are you guys doing this beautiful Friday morning? Oh, the weather looks lovely. I heard a little bit of thunder off in the distance this morning, but I think we're going to have a good day. Like, I don't see anything major outside the window. The clouds are 
way off in the distance. So I think more or less we might have some isolated showers, but you know, it's shaping up to look weather-wise um, like it's going to be a perfect Caribbean day. What more can you ask for? All right. Good morning to everyone. I got a little frog in my throat this morning. Let me have some of my morning tea. What do we have this morning? We have, let me tell you, it is, oh God, I can't even read this. Traditional medicine, well, traditional medicinals. I don't know what brand that is. And it comes with a little message that says, how strange that nature does not knock and yet does not intrude by Emily Dickinson. Hmm. Thank you, Emily Dickinson. Appreciate those wise words to contemplate. Mm-hmm. Delicioso. Ah, nothing like a good cup of hot tea in the mornings. As you guys know, I don't drink coffee. I'll do tea and water. And sometimes you guys see me alternating between the tea and the water. Now, please don't tell Miss um, Facey at the <laughs> at the Savannah um, Clinic this because she's going to say, what did I tell you about drinking cold water and your voice? Actually, I need to tell Miss Stacy. I don't think I need ice first thing in the morning. I'll be fair. Because normally the, the cooler water is pretty good. But Sean, she'll be loading me up with ice because she knows that normally I do request it. So sometimes you guys see me sit between hot tea and ice cold water. And then I go right back to iced tea again. Mm. Can't imagine that that makes any sense, but it is what it is. Uh-huh. I'll be trying to drink my water in the morning. So what a beautiful day today. Hello. Oh my gosh. I was so touched. Let's start off with some positive vibes. Yeah. I was so touched by um, the contributions that have been flowing in <clears throat> as a result of yesterday's um, fundraiser. Thank you guys so much. I mean, you know, I can't thank you enough, quite frankly. Um, it's just, it just reminds me of how amazing um, the people of Cayman Islands are. You know, we, we've coined this term for tourism purposes, Cayman kind, but a lot of times, you know, people question, where's the Cayman kind? But yesterday, I think, demonstrated how amazing this community uh, truly is. And, um, you know, it just, it just was, it was just a moment that uh, will forever be embedded in my brain. And I know a lot of you were touched by how incredibly grateful the recipient was. Um, you know, I had no doubt that we would uh, have enough people to come forward and uh, assist her. Um, but I thought to myself, you know, we'll call her and she'll be like, oh, thank you. <clears throat> I didn't quite expect the response that we received. And um, in the moment, I had a girlfriend say to me yesterday, oh, my God, Sandy, you know, thank you for giving her the um, opportunity to just express her gratitude. And in the moment, I think we all felt uh, that that was necessary. And um, you know, it was just, it was just amazing. So thank you to all of you. And I know some of you haven't done your contributions yet. So I'm going to hopefully um, give everybody till end of day today. Uh, I've got an account number. So how I'm doing it is um, I've just 
did my CMR account number. I want you to put, because that's the least complicated account that I have. <laughs> and everybody can just put um, donation and you can put your name because obviously I'd put down some names of people. So I don't want to chase you if you've already donated. So just put donation and your name or phone number if I didn't have your name. And um, I can just cross you off the list. But I feel confident that everyone who is pledged uh, will you know, make the necessary contribution. And then I will do, um, I'll go and tally the total amount right? Uh, and then I'll do a bank draft, I think is the easiest way to get her those funds. So, um, cause I'm me, I'm not taking out any cash now, honey, chill. Auntie Sandy don't walk around, no cash in her hand if she can help it. So sad that you have to think that way, but you know, I lose money too. Like I, I've, I've actually lost, this has happened to me before and it wasn't even my money. I felt so bad. Um, I remember, uh, oh God, this was such a, you know, it's one thing to lose your own money and it's a totally other thing to lose somebody else's money. So I was actually going to Miami and somebody gave me some money. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was for. If I was supposed to be getting us for them or something, something, something. So they gave me an envelope of money and I stopped in at that gas station there in Eastern Avenue and I had to use the bathroom and I went in the bathroom and I put it on top of the toilet seat, you know, and like the flat part while I was using the bathroom Walked out and left it in there. And by the time I realized it and went back, it was already gone. No good Samaritan in that case. Gas station claimed that they didn't have, you know, proper cameras inside. It was just like, ugh. so, you know, I know what it's like to lose something um, that is very, you know, that you need or that somebody else needs in that case. And, you know, I felt so incredibly horrible um, over that situation. So we're just thankful that we are blessed enough to be in a situation, in a position to help her. And, you know, like I said, I had someone who I know is unemployed at the moment, who's looking for a job, Caymanian professional, anybody hiring, let me know. And, um, you know, it, it was, it, this person came forward, like, I don't have much, but I'll do $25. And I was like, oh, bless your heart. Um, we just have some amazing people in this country, honestly. And I'm so glad that this platform can be used as a conduit for positivity and for helping people, you know? And um, honestly, like I said, it, it reminded me of many, many years ago when um, we did a fundraiser for Charles. And I don't know if Charles remembers this or not, but he was preparing for a fight and the government, you know, wasn't necessarily giving him this, the support that he needed. And so he needed some funds and, I can still visualize to this day standing in the, um, this would have been over in what's now Canon Place. It was Merco Center at the time. DMS Broadcasting was in there. And we were upstairs and I um, did a four-hour show in order to get the fundraiser done for him. And the station gave me the freedom to, because it was only a two-hour show, they gave me the freedom to go well into overtime that evening to get it done. And I remember the following day, I was actually traveling to Miami <clears throat> to go to um, do something with my master's degree. Like I was trying to wrap it up or something. Right. So I had to make a trip to Miami and I was also suffering from uh, immense back pain. Um, and that was a trip. That was a trip that I was in so much pain that I actually tried acupuncture for the first time in my life. And it was like amazing because it actually helped. But I remember being in so much pain that in the studio, I couldn't sit. Like it was more comfortable for me to just stand. 
but I was in a lot of pain. It was like a pain in my tailbone, which ugh, if you've ever had tailbone pain, oh my God, it's like next level. And uh, I remember we just, you know, did pledges and we got like over $10,000 in pledges. It was just so amazing. And so the kindness of humanity and human beings never, ever ceases to amaze me. I know at my core that people can be giving, they can be amazing. You know, they sacrifice sometimes their own health and safety to help other people. Um, you know, this is this is the part of human nature that I think sometimes we forget because there is so much negativity around the place and there's so many scammers, all this other stuff. But I want to believe that there are more people, there are more good people in the world than there are um, bad people. So that was just a really stark reminder for me, um, you know. And again, her response was just off the chain. Like it just made us, whatever your belief systems are, I don't care, you know, whether you believe in a God or whatever, yesterday you just had to acknowledge that, um, you know, in that moment, you know, there is a higher power than all of us. And we just have to be so incredibly thankful and grateful um, for, you know, the, the mercies that we're shown on a daily basis. So thank you. I just wanted to express um, immense gratitude for everyone who made it possible. <clears throat> so um, I mentioned that one MP donated. I don't want to say who he is, but he has um, a very, very big heart. He's, he's big physically, and he also has a big heart. I'm not going to say any more because you guys are going to guess exactly who he is, but He's an amazing person in a way that a lot of you don't appreciate. And he does things um, very, very silently all the time. And um, I want to also acknowledge him this morning. I hope he's listening to the program. He'll know who he is because, you know, people don't know that he is helping multiple Caymanians um, be put through university. They don't know the, you know, it's not just about giving out the gift cards at his constituency office or whatever. It's above and beyond what any other MP has done. And I know some people think, oh, well, if you have the money, then what's the big deal? You can do it and you should do it. And, you know, I say to people, even people who may have financial means, you don't know what their expenses are. You, you think you know what's coming in but you don't know um, what their expenses are and how much they actually give out, right? And so um, I think that we have to uh, be gracious to those individuals that you can't assume and make, um, make assumptions about their finances and their lifestyle, but yet, you know, they're still sacrificing. And, you know, their family members have to think about their futures and stuff as well. Everybody, hopefully, is going to reach retirement age if we're lucky. Um, and, you know, you've got to have, you know, that pension money isn't going to be it. So you've got to have um, your plan afoot of how you're going to survive, um, you know, whatever amount of time you're going to have in retirement. So um, I just want to thank him for his ongoing generosity. Um, I know that you're not looking for any sort of acknowledgement um, publicly in any way, but I appreciate it, and I know that I don't know everything that you do, but I do know some 
of what you do. And, um, you know, just thank you. You're, you're an amazing person. Uh, setting politics aside for a minute, I think you have an amazing heart and you really care about people. And I think that that's uh, extremely important an extremely important trait in a leader, um, most definitely. So I see somebody already guessing exactly who it is. I ain't saying no more. I ain't saying no more. <laughs> uh, just thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So um, big shout out to Mr. G. He says, I got you live in Tampa. Thank you so much, darling. Are you listening through the app or through social media? Um, you can listen Bobo online as well. Good morning to Miss Morna. Miss Renita's here. Miss Olivia Leroy is in the house today. Nathan, so good to see you. Um, everybody trying to guess. Is it so and so? Felicia, uh, Wee Wee, Irvelyn, good morning, Andy. Debbie's here. Um, saying awesome news. Thank you. Hello, Miss Malita, Diamond Princess. So good to see you. Stephanie, um, rolling into a beautiful weekend. Thank you, Stephanie. Patricia, Miss Dorothy, Miss Olive says, yeah, I'm in the front row today. I'm early. Yay. Alejandro, como estas? Buenos dias, Senora Alba. Uh, she says, happy Friday. Everton is here. Mr. Ransford says, ooh, that's a pretty dress. Um, or as we Jamaicans say, what a pretty frock. Yes, my dear. Is it frock or frock? Frock. Frock. I think it is. Do you spell it with an A? Frock. Oh, I better be careful how I say that word. Y'all, y'all be reporting me to Offreg. Mm, I think Sandy was saying the F word, but, but frock, not anything else. <laughs> it reminds me of the time that my daughter was saying um, frog. She was maybe two, or maybe she wasn't quite two. And honey child, I know what she was trying to say but it sounded awfully like another F word. And she just kept pointing at it, kept saying it over and over again. And I just laughed. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Morning, Tracy. And she was getting a little bit too close to that frog for me. I was like, girl, back up. Aliano, so good to see you. Good morning, Miss Vicky. Miss um, Vicky says, I'm still feeling her blessing that helped me also. Um, I was a bit down and her praise lifted me out of my stress. Isn't that amazing? Um, and I think a lot of people felt the gratitude and really heartfelt positivity that was radiating from her. I mean, I must tell you, it was just an amazing moment. Mm -hmm. um, Aliano, CNB, I think I, I thought I sent you the information. So you want to go do a deposit. Um, so you have all the information in WhatsApp. The only thing I would say is when you do a deposit at, um, at the counter, just ask them to put your name, put donation in your name in the line that shows up. They'll, they'll, they'll know, I guess, the CNB staff, so that when I see it online, I know that that's you and that's the donation. Um, Alejandro says it really was amazing, Sandy. That's the quickest fundraising I've seen in Cayman, quicker than uh, the dude stealing and spending that cash. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yes, I mean, it's a testament to um, the people, all of you that listen to this program for sure. 
And um, it's just, it's just amazing, you know. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Good morning, Miss Bonnie. Miss Bonnie says, good morning, Sandra and the listening public. Be blessed. Morning to Yasmin. Miss Marjorie says, hello, Sandy. Good morning to all. Question, please, can we be told all the nationalities of the new teachers that we just imported? Also, just how many expats our government employ? Um, we could certainly FOI it. We don't have that information, <clears throat> but I do have something for you in relation to that. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> this morning, Ms. Marjorie, so stay tuned when we kick off our substantive uh, conversation this morning, you're going to be very surprised to hear what I'm going to tell you about those new teachers. Um, Alejandro asking about this, the house, um, that got burnt down. So of course we, um, have also been pushing for people to, um, you know, assist that family. And, you know, I put my little donation uh, in the, um, my little donation together for the toddler. And um, anything that you can help. The thing is, I didn't really want people to be bringing stuff because these people obviously don't have a home. So they do need some clothing and whatever. And I, I don't know exactly where they're staying. I know Mr. John McLean um, Jr. in East End had said that he had an apartment that he was going to try to make available to them for as long as they needed it until they could get their place uh, rebuilt. Um, and so I don't know if that's finalized or materialized or how that's going, but you know, you can't give them stuff as though they're back in their home. So you have to be careful about things like that. Give them the necessities that they need. And, um, you know, obviously probably, uh, donations of, um, fosters gift cards and stuff like that would be meaningful and useful. Like I said, I do know the fosters group stepped up to the plate. And they have made some sort of a contribution. I don't know the amount or magnitude or anything like that. Again, thank you so much to the Fosters group. They are always um, there silently assisting people in more ways, I think, um, than people realize, right? So I want to extend that to them. Phoenix group had come by, come step to the plate as well. And I believe that they're going to be seeing how they can assist with the rebuilding of the home. Now, I did notice that the house was made out of plywood. I'm really hoping that they can get some sort of a concrete structure, which is definitely going to be safer than um, a wood home. So there are um, numbers if you want to reach out to them that we can certainly um, give you to continue to make contributions. But I would say, Alejandro, the best thing to do is to ask what they actually need. Don't just try to throw stuff at them. Let's just figure out what they actually need. So good morning to Paul, joining us from Bermuda, wishing everyone a great weekend. Miss Yasmin is here. Says, yes, he's a great God. Thank you so much, Miss Yasmin. Uh, Sharon says the information was published some time ago for the family. Yes, and there is a GoFundMe page as well. And maybe that's the best way um, to make your respective donations to that family if you still haven't done so. Um you know, when people in the community are in need, I think that we all have an obligation, if the need is genuine, to really step forward and see how we can assist. You know, um, I don't know if I ever told you guys this. I probably have. Um, but I had a sense from a very young age that it was my life's purpose um, to help people. And so um, 
my name, and I don't know how I came to know this, but I knew this at a very young age, that my name Sandra derives from Alexander. It's a derivative of the name Alexander. And Alexander actually means lover of mankind and helper of mankind. So I've always had a very, very strong um, sort of innate desire to help other people. And sometimes in life, it's gotten me in trouble. Like I'm trying to help other people. And I've had people in corporate came and say to me, oh my God, you're putting your neck on the line for these people at work. And look, there's nobody behind you. You're the sole person bringing this issue here and it's not even your issue. Remember when I was at Maples, Ms. Sharon um, Pearson would say to me, Sandy, stop taking on people's problems. Um, and, you know, sometimes I feel like I can't help myself. It's it's both a curse and a blessing maybe at the same time. But I really feel like sometimes I couldn't help myself. You know, like I feel I feel people's pain um, and I feel injustices at a different level. And I hate to see people being taken advantage of. You know, if I see um, the underdog or someone being taken advantage of, I'm that person who's going to step in. You ever watch that show, What Would You Do? And I'm like, oh my God, I hope that I never get caught by that show because I'm that person in the mall. Like I see something, I'm walking by, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to just walk by and pretend like I don't see it. Some man trying to grab a little kid by the arm. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not my business. I'm going to really, hello, why are you touching this child? I'm going to take the child. Do you know him? Is he a stranger? You know, stranger danger. Like I'm, I'm all in it, you know? Um, and so I'm very, very cognizant of sometimes um, it probably gets me in a bit of trouble. Um, you know, even, even when I think about my, the court case that I had with this whole Matthew Leslie situation, it resonated with me what the judge said when he's like, why is this even your problem? But you know, these judges, um, these are foreign judges. They don't live here. They do stuff by Zoom and they come into the country, hear a case and they're gone. They don't understand the context even of living in Cayman. So when he was saying to me, this is the police's job. Why are you the advocate for people who are being harassed sexually and all this kind of stuff? Why don't they go to the police? And I said, with all due respect, Your Honor, if people felt like they could trust the police and if they felt that they had an option, I don't think they'd actually be coming to me. Most people come to me as a last resort. So maybe the message you need to be giving today is not to me about let the police do their job. It should be to the police that why don't you do your job? And it should be to the prosecution. Why don't y'all do your job? And um, after I spoke, I remember the um, Darlene Oku, the um, prosecutor was like, she got up and gave this grand speech about, oh, how they're doing their best. And, you know, victims are not coming forward and all this kind of BS. And um I felt like her response, it was because, you know, somebody threw a rock in the pig pen and what they say, who, who it fit, who the cat fit or who the rock hit is the one who's going to jump up and have um, something to say. Right. And so um, it's easy for other people to say, oh, let somebody else do it. That's somebody else's problem. It's not so easy for me when I see people who are having um, difficulties in life. So whether they're being scammed or abused or, you know, I'm, I'm the person that feels um, their pain. And, um, you know, the particular people, children and elderly people and even animals that really um, tug at my heartstrings when they are in trouble. You know, for years, I haven't had a dog, but I'm still the person who, I have one now, but I drive around with a leash in my car because you never know 
when you're going to run into a stray dog and need to, um, you know, assist someone by putting the dog in your car. You know, that's, I, I got in trouble too, trying to rescue a dog. Some crazy neighbor accuses me of stealing the dog when I was trying to, I was like, what? Who in their right mind steals a dog? You know, so yes, I think I've gotten in trouble a couple of times trying to be helpful and it kind of backfires, but you know, I don't let that stop me. I continue to do what I have to do. And I think now that we are here, um, a lot of people understand me a little bit better. And a lot of people understand what this show and what this platform is really all about. And so I'm grateful for that. I want to thank you guys today, uh, September 1st already. I want to thank you for, um, you know, giving me the grace and the understanding to know that, um, you know, I'm here trying to do my little bit in any, any meaningful way that I can. And it's not about wanting any form of recognition or anything of the sort. I had a lady last night, I'm not going to call her name from Northside, send me a message. I'm just going to share the message, but I won't um, say who she is. I'm sure she's listening this morning to the program. And she had the following to say to me, and I always um, listen to what you guys say. Like I said, sometimes I get a lot of messages, but I try to take the time to read and respond to as many of them as I can. I do tell y'all, please don't send me uh, 20-minute voice note messages because some of y'all love to do that. And I simply don't have the time for it. (laughs) You know, it'll take me, I'll get back to you in two weeks because that's when I'll get around to actually being able to listen to a 20-minute voice message. The shorter, the sweeter, the better. So this individual sent me the following message um, last night um, after 8 o'clock. She said, good night, Sandy. I just wanted to say that it's so refreshing to start the day by tuning into your show. Today was amazing the way in which the wider community reached out to assist the lady in times of hardship. Was breathtaking and all because of you. You are the best. We need you in leadership of this country. But then we can't afford not to have you on your show. Keep up the good work. And I wish you all the best. I wish all the best for you and your family. Take care. And I said, uh, hello, my dear. Thank you so much. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And that, I think, is something we need to repeat to ourselves a lot. You are right where you're supposed to be. And so she says, you're so right. Um, But a person of your caliber could do so much for these beautiful islands. Like you said, you are where you need to be. And that is what we need to hear is the cold hard truth. Have a good night and be safe. So I know that it is tempting for people to try to encourage me to do something else. But let me tell you, I am right where I'm supposed to be. The struggle to get here has not um, always been easy. If you remember the early days of CMR, even some of you listening to this program now will have to acknowledge that you thought that this was all a big joke and you didn't understand what I was doing and you didn't see the vision. You're thinking, why is this person with all these degrees? Why doesn't she just go in corporate America, corporate America, corporate Cayman, get herself a little job, just sit down and be quiet in her little corner. That might have been, in some respects, the easier thing to do. You know, um, we have amazingly brilliant Caymanians who sit down 
at Walkers and Maples and these law firms and these corporate entities every single day. And they make their contribution. They take their little paycheck. Even in, in as civil servants, they get their paycheck and they go home. And it's not necessarily that their heart may not want to do more. Um, sometimes just circumstances. You know, people are trying to secure themselves for their family. And I have been so incredibly um, blessed in a way that, um, you know, even when people have said no to me, I'm like, what does that word even mean? I'm going to continue to strive forward and do what I have to do. And it hasn't been necessarily an easy journey, but I reflect now on times like this to see how much we can, we do contribute to the community. And I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to be here um, every single day doing exactly what I'm doing. Like, it's amazing that somebody could, could lose something and they can come to CMR and we can help them find it. Now I'll never forget the guy who lost a bag with $10,000 cash U.S. cash, his passports, jewelry, everything. The guy went over to Radio Cayman and Miss Anita over there says, we're not the ones that you need to talk to. And this was years ago. This is back in 2019. Um, she said, you need to talk to Cayman Mall Road. If anybody's going to help you find this bag of money and all this stuff, it's Cayman Mall Road. And, um, you know, I have to tell you that even sometimes my faith is tested because when he came to me and we interviewed him and we did the story, I was like, you're not going to find this money. I'm like, this is like days later. So if some good person found it, they would have already handed it in. So I didn't believe in that moment that this was going to be a good ending for him. But I'm like, you know what? We're going to put the story out there. We're going to plead and beg. And if you found this bag and oh my God, I could not believe it when we got the message that the money had been found and that people were actually just holding on to it to see if anybody would come forward. They didn't trust the police. Again, people don't trust the police. So they didn't take it in because they're like, we don't trust these police officers. That $10,000 will disappear. I was just flabbergasted. Everything was intact. All of the money, the man's passports, he had jewelry in there. It was all there. Big shout out to the Filipino community. A group of them were going fishing when they found it, you know, and they returned it and they would not take a single dollar from that guy as a reward. I mean, he just was crying. He couldn't believe it. You know, it made me teary eyed as it does now, because it really just demonstrates that there are good people out there. And I'm so happy that we have a platform that can reach so many people in a meaningful way. I just noticed this week that on Facebook, we surpassed the 80,000 um, follower mark on our Facebook account. And, you, you know, listen, you don't understand the power of being able to reach not just 80,000 people, but way beyond that. It, it's just, it's just amazing. So yesterday, this is a bit of an interesting situation. Yesterday, somebody messaged. And so I don't know who's listening to the program this morning. This could be your bag of money. But somebody messaged me to say that they witnessed, um, again, you know, somebody picked up this money. So I'm hoping whoever picked up the money has done the right thing. If it's your wallet, now I, I want you to pay attention because this person has said, let me just show you guys this one. Um, you know, some days I get the most interesting and amazing messages that I can't even believe. But 
this individual messaged in the afternoon and said, hey there, on the stretch right before the on the run heading east, a brown wallet was laying in the road. A car in front of me ran over it and money came spilling out. Because of being on the bypass, I couldn't immediately stop, but a few cars behind me did. Just an FYI, in case someone contacts you about a brown leather wallet missing. Not sure if it fell out of a car or something, um, or someone drove off with it on the roof. Um, so this is by Barcam Esso in that vicinity. So if you've lost a brown wallet or you one of the people who ran over it and stopped to pick it up, um, please, I'm begging you to do the right thing. This concept of finders, keepers, losers, reapers is ridiculous. Uh, there really is no such thing as that. Um, you know, you find something, it doesn't belong to you. You need to give it to the to the right owner. And you're supposed to do everything in your power to reunite people with their money. That's the right thing to do. I was talking about the, the dog situation. Um, you know, when I found that little dog, I counted at least eight things. That's why I was so insulted at the police. And even the girl across the street would accuse me of stealing her dog because I said to her, excuse me, young lady, I did eight things to try to locate the owner of this dog. What did you do? She didn't do a single thing. She lost her dog and did not even go to the local vet to say, has anybody reported a, a missing dog? She didn't call the police station. She did nothing. I even reported it to a police officer. But, you know, when we go to court, they claim, oh, well, you didn't come to the station to fill out a form and give a full statement. I said, really? So let me understand your logic, officer. This was on the stand. I said, let me understand your logic. Uh, I see you as an officer in uniform. Somebody just got shot in the bushes. And I say, officer, there's someone who just got shot in the bushes. You're going to ignore what I've just told you because I didn't go to Baden Town Police Station and make an official report. And she was like, uh, uh, I said, uh-huh. That doesn't make any sense. You see, oh God, the police. I, I tried to help even them, but sometimes I got to tell you, their level of competence leaves a lot to be desired. And then the prosecution encourages their foolishness when they put them on the stand with this kind of a storyline. I was like, I went to the local, to Dr. What's his name up here? Benjamin. Um, I told Animal House. I put it up on social media. I put it on CNS at the time because we didn't have Cayman Mile Road back then. I put it on CNS because they had like a classified section on their website. I sent it to my BBM list. I'm out there screaming to everybody. I found this dog. Who does this dog belong to? And then you turn around and claim that I'm trying to steal the same dog that I'm trying to find the owner for. Oh, God. People have a way of trying you in a different kind of way. I tell you. Uh, so Miss Vicky says, sounds like our dear PPM or our dear PM. Sorry. Oh, let me correct that. Um, Marshall says, you said enough. It's Wayne Panton. I'm not saying anything. Plausible deniability. Y'all are too smart for you and good. Um, Strong Wilt, good morning. Says, good morning, Sandy. You need to tell us which MP so we can vote him back in next election. Well, um, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not going to say any more about that. But what I, I, I want to talk about this whole thing with MPs. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. I, you're doing a wonderful um service to the Cayman Islands. Thank you so much, man. Uh, coming back to the police. Ugh. I think this was about six months ago. I was walking my dog and 
there was a phone, mm-hmm. an iPhone, um, sitting on the on the road. So the first thing I did was to call the police. So I called the Westfield Police Station. I said, "Listen, I identified myself. I have a phone, but I'm not going to turn. I'm not going to turn it in to the police station because I." was a police officer mm. and I've seen people turn in stuff and they don't even um, call the uh, the radio station so we'll be have this or whatever so I've seen it mm-hmm. but that's not saying that they're not good police no the police definitely force. not they are yes of so course I want that to make that abundantly clear just that we got yeah a couple of bad apples yes so the lady in West Bay she said to me, um, you can come here and turn it in and give your name. I says, let me explain something to you. I was in the police department. I know what that would just go down in in some storeroom. I am not doing that. Oh, do you know that this was this was part that was kind of uh, annoying where she said, well, you know, that would be theft if you don't turn it into us. I says, well, you know what? I'm going to drive up to the West Bay Police Station, mm-hmm. and I'm going to turn myself in because I'm not going to leave that phone there. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. sure, sure enough, about uh, I, I, I called uh, around to the Georgetown Police Station as well, and I... I didn't know if I got to the radio stations. And I said uh, to people that were working on, on on the street, I said, mm-hmm. if you see somebody right there, you know, in the proximity of where I found it, I said, if somebody comes and looks for a phone, mm-hmm. looking for the phone, call me, mm-hmm. have them call me. I wrote them my number down because it's easy to, to forget a number. Wrote my name down and my phone number and tell him. And sure enough, the next day, the person called me and they couldn't thank me enough for turn, uh, for you know, holding their phone. You know, um, so I endorse what you're saying about the police not doing what they're, they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and there again, I make it abundantly clear, I'm not classifying all of the police are just one one or two bad apples. Yes. Because yeah. the police does, the police, I must say, in the last couple of years have done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. at, at, at trying to solve crimes. Mm. You know? So it, it, these are things that is, um, it bothers people, and that's why the, the people, and I reported her to her to her um, supervisor at the Westbury Police Station. I mm-hmm. said, you know, you you need to reprimand this woman because she's calling me a thief. It's a it, you you you're stealing if mm. you don't turn this phone over. And, to and that's that's ridiculous because that's not the definition of theft because you're actually trying to find the owner. The yeah. definition of theft is when you to depri- to when you permanently deprive. Yeah. So the, if if you've expressed that you have an object that you found. <laughs> And that you're trying to find the owner, that's not theft. You're just saying that you would prefer to hang on to it until the owner comes forward because, you know, hello, they've managed to lose 
drugs and police lockup. So a phone would be nothing for them to misplace, you know? So, so yeah. She was calling me. I was really offended. You know, I wanted to go to the commissioner of police, but I figured, well, not, uh, you know, before to get to him, it would be squashed out anyway. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I felt offended for mm -hmm. her to call me to see when I'm All calling right. the police station. It's obvious that she needs her head examined. Mm. Wow. What a hard thank Sunday. you so much. I appreciate All it. All I can tell you is keep up the good work. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it very Without much. you, we wouldn't know a lot that was going on in this island. So don't be let people bluff you. Yes. Make you afraid. But oh, I don't no. think you they want to do that. that <laughs> yes. Uh, sometimes I'm right. I'm stupidly stubborn, but it is what it is. <laughs> thank you so much, Mr. All right, Sunday. All right, and how? And by the way, how yes, is sir. the um, the donation going towards? Yes, I'm gonna try to tally it up. But I was saying earlier that um, I was thanking everyone actually, um, and I'll give people the rest of today because I know yesterday might have been a bit short notice for some people to get sorted out. But I think we're gonna reach our mark if everybody who pledged, um, you know, you know, does their donation, we're gonna be good. Okay, and I'm um, and I'm appealing to the person that found that wallet. Please, like you said, do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate uh, and, that. All right, love. Okay. okay so bye. that's that's another wallet that dropped off of a car, somehow ended up in the middle of the road by um, Barcam Esso there on that strip. So um, there is, speaking of keeping y'all in the news or in the loop, uh, the the plaza there in Bodentown where um, Cox Lumber Waterboys is located uh, was taped off early this morning. There's police presence there. And um, just want to advise you guys of what we've heard so far. So we have heard that thieves, boy, they're running strong these days, were trying to remove the Bank of Butterfield ATM by Cox um, so that's why police presence is there. What a hot mess. Mm, mm, mm. So, um, yes, I hope they got some good cameras in the area and they're able to, um, they're able to, um, they're able to recover who was trying to do that. Removing an ATM, that's kind of next level special, <laughs> like crazy special. Uh, who does that? What what do you where are you gonna take the ATM exactly? Hmm. So but you know, I mean I'm I'm always flabbergasted at how much work a dishonest person puts into their efforts to be dishonest. I'm like Hello, you put that same work into honest work and you could earn some money. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. Mm-mm. Um this person says it does not take a brain surgeon to figure out which MP it is. <laughs> Mr. Panton has a good heart and is genuine, unlike the woman beater from the West. Lord Jesus. Oh, ay, ay, ay. All right. So we have an accident on the waterfront near, what is near L for L? What's L for L? Is that a business? 
I don't know what that is. But we have a white Toyota taxi was hit by a white motor vehicle um, female driver. Ay, ay, ay. Hot tamales. Let's play this here for you guys. Um, I'm always imploring you all to be as safe as you can on the roadways. You know, I, I don't know why it's so hard to drive safely. Child, I'll be driving like my granny, like my aunt. Liquor for less. Oh, L for L. Liquor for less. I did not even know what that stood for. I was like, what? L for L? Um, so this is happening this morning on the waterfront there. Uh, just slow down. Take your time. Oh, by where Burger King is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. On the waterfront. I got you. So this is what... Four times the driver got my wipe. The little, um, my tweet up. Um, oh, the woman said you could prevent that. Oh man, that accent. Let me hear which, let me hear where she from. That accent is strong. Uh, who that is? Bad driving, one blame somebody else. Yes, sir. Well, if you're headed towards the waterfront area now, you might encounter a little bit of traffic. Um, what a mess. Ah, good morning, Siobhan. Miss Marva is here. So good to see you guys. Noli is in the house. He says, sorry, I'm late. Was doing some house cleaning before heading to work. Yes, sir. Alejandro says that's Chicago style, stealing the whole ATM machine. Uh, Marshall says, didn't they drive off with the ATM at the hospital for years ago? Um, I don't think anyone has successfully, I think they tried, but I don't know that they have successfully done it. I can't remember. Um, and, you know, ATMs have cameras. Now I'm hoping that those cameras, the feed from the cameras are, you know, <laughs> submitted over a wireless network and go somewhere else, but what a mess. Miss mm -mm. Marva is reminding us that Christmas is coming up in a hundred and how many days did you say, Miss Marva? A hundred and something days. Chill. It's going to be here before you know it. Let me read some of your WhatsApp messages. Um, thank you so much. We're going to get to the situation with the thieves. Um... Can you take a printout of the form confirmation? Okay, so let's talk about the situation now with people traveling to Jamaica. There's two full Kimberly Ridge flights today. When I say full, I hear not a seat in the house. Everybody going back, summer's over. And so um, the authorities in Jamaica have changed their processes now when it comes to, you know, they're going paperless to some extent. So you've got to be cognizant of this. I recorded this yesterday, so I'm going to um, play it now. In fact, let me do a big shout out to Mark Solomon. He's always putting these little videos together. He has a little skill for this. Uh, Mark, we appreciate you. And so he did one. L let, me, let me play the one that he did because he added a little music to it and all kind of stuff. He was juicing up my video so appreciate you mark thank you so much but i'm going to play this recorded announcement and it because this 
saves me having to explain it all. So this is exactly what's going on. So pay attention, folks. All right, folks, good afternoon. It is August the 31st afternoon already. We wanted to bring you a really important announcement and reminder. If you're traveling to Jamaica as of tomorrow, September the 1st, you've got to pay attention to this. We have two flights that are leaving Grand Cayman and Cayman Airways going to Jamaica. They are busting at the seams. Everybody's returning for the summer. The flights are completely full. But there's been a new, very, very important change for travelers headed into Jamaica. This applies to Jamaicans, residents and visitors alike. You now have to fill out your um, immigration form online. There will be no manual form that's going to be given to you. So you need to go to the website, www.enterjamaica.com. If you need help doing this, please reach out to someone who has you know, internet access, has a computer or from your phone, fill out the form because guess what? You'll no longer be able to do this um, as a paper document once you get there. Now. The reason why I'm doing this special announcement, we've already put the news story up on the website. Hopefully that's reaching a lot of people and you are understanding that this is impacting you. Here at Cayman Mall Road, we're going the extra step of doing a video recording because some of y'all don't like to read. We're doing a video recording to ensure that you're getting the announcement because this is super important. I'm telling you in advance because if you're traveling on either of those two flights tomorrow, please do not show up to Owen Roberts International Airport thinking that you're going to be able to get online there and do it because the Wi-Fi at the airport hasn't been working for a couple weeks. Not my problem. I don't know how to fix it. I'm sure now that we've told all of the Cayman Islands that the Wi-Fi at the airport apparently is not working, the free Wi-Fi, maybe somebody will get it fixed. But if you don't have data on your phone and you show up to the airport and you don't have this form filled out, um, the Jamaican authorities does not even want Cayman Airways to allow you to board the flight. So do yourselves a favor, spread this like wildfire right now. Spread this message to everyone. Say, hey, Sandy has said, you know, Auntie Sandy giving us a sauce. We not need to make sure that we go to www.enterjamaica.com and you fill out the form. So the chief executive officer of the Passport Immigration and Citizenship Agency in Jamaica, Mr. Andrew Winter um, said that the online form is the digitized format to the original paper document. So pretty much it's the same C5 form that you're filling out, but now you have to do it electronically. Mm -hmm. You can do it up to 30 days before um, you return to Jamaica. And it's the same information that was on the physical form um, as well, right? So nothing has changed. It's just that now there's no longer a physical form there's a paper form that you're going to have to fill out. Um, so although in their press release, they claim that airport operators had committed to providing Wi-Fi services at the airport, I can tell you that Cayman does not. Good source told me that the Wi-Fi at the airport right now isn't working and hasn't been working for about two weeks. So no Wi-Fi in Cayman, my friend. So do it before the day is out, okay? Um, that's it. Just wanted to make sure that you guys were um, in the know and, uh, you know, getting this done because you might find yourself in a bit of pickle tomorrow if you show up at the airport without having completed this form. And this is it going forward now. You're going to have to do this. So if you're an elderly person traveling to Jamaica, you're going back, um, get a family member to assist you with filling it out if need be. 
Have a beautiful day. All right, folks. So there you have it. Make sure you know. Andrew says, thank you for that message because they will show up saying that they never heard. Mm-mm-mm. Like I said, tell your auntie, your granny, your papa, your uncle, everybody that put, could potentially be traveling to Jamaica. This is a new requirement from the Jamaican government. They're going online for you to be able to fill out that form. There will be no physical forms. So when you get on the plane, they can't give you physical form starting today. I'm sure one flight already gone. I don't know what time the next flight is, but uh, get it done beforehand. Now, what's going on with the Wi-Fi at the airport? I have no clue, but can somebody please fix it? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Hi. We're on air. Hey, oh, shit. You know what, Sandra? I was calling to tell you that I found someone's wallet. Sorry. Is it a brown wallet? What color is it? Um, it's a black wallet. It's a Prada. Um, I think I said Foster's uh, grocery store. Somebody left it in there in the cart. Okay. Um, Can you send us a picture of it? it? Yeah. Let me. Um, oh, you're going to open it? License. Okay. Give us a name. Well, it's just, it's just, yeah, I'm just going to give. Okay. It's, uh, I think, Deja. Deja, Deja Samuels. Deja Samuels. Samuels. All right. So everybody yeah, listening. Take a pic- Should I just take a picture of it? Yeah. Go ahead and send us a picture of it as well. But anybody listening okay. this morning that knows a Deja Samuels, please let her know that her wallet has been found. Thank you, beautiful. All right, honey, have a good day. Thanks, you too. (laughs) All right, right, bye-bye. Ah, look at that. What I tell y'all? Y'all are amazing. Every day. Good people. Um, So your wallet has been found. A lot of times people, especially women do this, you know, they go to the grocery store and they have the wallet in the cart. That's probably not the smartest idea, but we've all done it. We just walk in there with our wallet and we put it in the little section there where normally kids will um i've actually had people walk up to me and miss don't leave your wallet there don't leave your bag there and i always be like honey charling i ain't got no money in it but the point is somebody might still pick it up right thinking that it does have money in it um so thank you to that beautiful uh young lady your wallet has been found deja samuels or something like that um the first name sounds a little bit unique we have your prada wallet wonder if it's a real Prada wallet. Oh, she's cute. Da, da, Dasha. Da, Dasha? I don't know. Um, anyway, she looks pretty young. Yes. Aw. She was born in 1993. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Time's flying by, honey chow. So, honey chow, we got your wallet with all the contents in it. Your debit cards, everything. Anybody know this young lady? Black Prada wallet. Please let her know that her wallet has been found. Um, This person said, I didn't know you on air. All right, give me one second. I'm going to put it on um, Facebook real quick because I'm sure she's probably on Facebook or Instagram. And how how quick y'all think she's going to call us? I'm going to give her five minutes and she'd be like, that's my wallet. Don't worry, honey child. We got you. We got your girlfriend. Um, okay. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Just like that. Wallet found. That's all I'm going to say. Call me. Call me upon the line. Okay, young lady. We're going to post your... Prada wallets. Um, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. All right. Thank you again. Good people. Good people all over the place. All right. So um, you got your notification about the Jamaica situation. Uh, make sure you know. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, Mr. G, I saw your message. I'm going to go through. Um, I'm going to log into the account later on. And uh, someone's saying, has the wallet thief finally been arrested? Yes, finally. I uh, messaged the commissioner again yesterday. I know sometimes he must be like this woman messaging me again. And I said, sir, why can't y'all arrest this man? Everyone seems to know exactly where he is, but the RCIPS. Like, seriously? So he did message me yesterday afternoon to finally say that he could confirm. Let me see what time that was now. He could confirm that he was apprehended. And let me see, Mr. Derek. Right. 233 said, good afternoon. Confirming that the subject was arrested by the police and is currently remanded in custody. Thank you, RCI. Where's my little applause button? Yes, thank you very, very much. Um, took y'all a minute, but you finally got it done. Uh, Everton is asking how difficult it is, Kenneth, be to fix the Wi-Fi. Well, it's not Kenneth's job. I don't know who at CIA is responsible for the little free Wi-Fi, but, you know, it's helpful to have these things in airports because sometimes you got to do stuff when you're at the airport. Um, so that's not Kenneth's job now. Let's not micromanage these MPs. But certainly someone at CIA or airport management should be able to sort that out, whatever the issue is. Uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, we talk about MPs a lot. And I try to be as fair to them as possible. I know poor Dwayne Seymour was in his feelings yesterday. I'm hoping he's not today. And he's recognizing that the things that I say about MPs is never meant to be taken, like they really shouldn't take it personal. Um, sometimes I get personal with them because they use those things like, oh, you know, I'm a man with family values to try and um, convince the people that we should somehow uh, be giving them more credit because they're going to church and they're a person with family values and all this sort of stuff. That's fine and dandy, except if you're not a person with family values, then you are contradicting yourself and that is called being dishonest. So, you know, just because you claim that you sing in the church choir and you get up every single Sunday um, and you, you know, bellow out in this tenor voice and your voice sounds an angelic. That doesn't mean that you are and your behavior says something completely different. So those are the times when um, we will call you out on your egregious behavior. It is what it is. Okay. So having said that, I also want to be fair to them because I think a lot of people in this community expect their MPs to micromanage their lives. And I don't think that that's fair. I think MPs have a role to play in shaping um, the direction of this country, you know, but every single problem that you have, you shouldn't be thinking the first person I want to call is my MP, you know, 
Um, oh, I got a pothole. Let me call the MP. No, you call NRA. NRA has a reporting hotline. They have an email address. There's a process in place for those things to be addressed. So I do think in all fairness to the MPs that a lot of times you guys are sort of misusing and it's small town mentality, really, but you are misusing what it is they're even supposed to be there for, you know, um, not fair to them. And it means that oftentimes they are not in a position to get the things done that they should be doing. If everybody's calling them, oh, you know, um, I need you to call my my son's teacher and talk to her and I need this. And it's like, what, what, what do you expect um, will happen when they actually need to sit down and strategically plan our futures and get things right. It just doesn't happen. But I do understand why people in this community are doing it. Because again, it's a little bit of a small minded, you know, small town mentality. I hear Zeus getting a little bit fresh out there. Um, so anyway, uh, let's, let's keep the conversation going. So uh, teachers, let, let's talk about what's happening in the school. It's a new school year already. Uh, blessings to all of our students, wishing them the best school year possible. Hopefully they are prepared and will be doing a fantastic job. Good morning. Hi, good morning. This is Deja. Hi, Deja. Deja. Oh, Thank yes. you so much. Your wallet has been found. Um, Thank you. I'm, I don't want to give this young lady's number over the phone. So can you WhatsApp me and I'll sure, give no you problem. her number? Okay, sure. Yes. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. You're Have welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See what I told y'all just like that. All of five minutes. And we posted at 832. It's now 838. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. So hold on now. Let me tell this young lady that we found her. And then I'll give her number privately. Okay, honey, chill. Oh, and let me take down the post because then everybody will be calling poor Deja. You're on CMI, girl. She'd be like, oh, God. All right, so let me take the post down. Okie dokie. Um, so c- uh, congratulations to all of our um, young people getting all excited for the school year. Lots of them are looking fresh and, um, you know, just preparing for their best possible uh, year. And we have to give them as parents and school teachers and administrators, we have to give them the best possible um, start to the school year. Give them, what on earth is Zeus doing? Do y'all hear that noise? That's him tearing up his food dish. <laughs> Give him, give him, give our kids the tools that they need. Um, you know, make sure they're in a conducive environment to learning. Uh, read with your kids every single night. Let them pull out the books and read. Let them do stuff other than watch TV. Summer's over. Summer break is done. Um, you know, fresh, clean clothes, good breakfast in the morning so they can focus and concentrate. And so I'm a little bit concerned when I hear that the system itself, education, um, might actually not be doing what they need to be doing. Y'all see me, y'all see me batting my eyes over here, batting my eyelashes like, what on earth did Sandy just say? <sighs> All right, here's the, here's the score. 
We're now paying folks, teachers, $5,000 a month. That's good money. I'm glad that we are um, actually uh, compensating them properly. These people are with your children a good part of the day. And they put up with a lot. And, um, you know, yes, compensate them by all means. They're valuable. They're a valuable resource in our communities. But I suspect that part of what might now be going on. Um, oh, Miss Mel says she's an attorney, Sandra. The Prada is definitely real. Oh, honey, chill. Mess with her. Good stuff. So I suspect, folks, that um, some people might assume that just because you throw money at people, that that is going to solve the problem. Hmm. It's a bit of a conundrum, is it not? It doesn't necessarily solve the problem. You know what is so funny? Can I tell you all something? You just said she's an attorney. The person who found the wallet is also an attorney. Isn't that funny? All right. So um, you still have to make sure that you're vetting your teachers properly and you're doing a good job of hiring the right people for the job. $5,000 will attract a lot of riffraff too. It will attract some good caliber professionals who know their worth. And it's also going to attract a lot of people who are like just here for the salary. Unfortunately, that's not what we want. And this is where the Department of Education Services has to be careful and do their job. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, what's going on in Cayman Brack now? Hold on, breaking news coming out of Cayman Brack? Jeez, um, peace. don't let it be bad news today. Tell me, honey, tell me, give it to me. Mm-hmm, hold on now. Oh, my God. Oh, um... One second, news coming in. Uh-huh. So um, we seem to have a problem. Remember the press release that came out? <gasps> oh, no. What? He's dead? Oh, my God. Mm -mm. Jesus, why y'all needed that? Oh my God, why y'all like to tell me people dead on the show? Oh, I'd be so shocked. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Mm -mm -mm. Y'all know I can't tell you, but unfortunately, someone has, looks like passed away and came back. They were found unresponsive. 
Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So, um, Lord Jesus, it's important, folks, that we are vetting all of the people that we bring in to this country should be vetted properly, but in particular, those who are civil servants, police, customs, immigration, um, you know, who else we got? All the all the agencies, enforcement agencies, really, really important. Teachers, the most important job. Doctors and physicians, important. That we know who we're getting and where they're coming from and what their experience is. And some people might look good on paper, but eh, you need to maybe talk to their colleagues from overseas and not just the ones that they're going to tell you, oh, call this person because that's my BFF at work. Of course, they're going to have nothing but positive to say um, about those individuals. So recently, the Department of Education Services made this big-time announcement about how um, they are have hired 100 and something new teachers. Ms. Marjorie, this morning, saying, Sandy, can we get some information on who these people are? Where are they coming from? What, you know, they don't share that level of information. It would be interesting to see the caliber and just because where they're coming from, that doesn't necessarily speak to the caliber, but it would be interesting to see who it is, in fact, that we are hiring. We're all curious. Who are these people? Now, what I find interesting is the fact that um, they don't really tell us anything at all about who these individuals are. Now, I've got sources in the schools. And I can tell you that the sources in the schools are telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Our news travels fast. Unfortunately, news, bad news travels even faster. Um, My sources are telling me, folks, that some of these teachers, and I don't have an exact number yet, who literally just came here have already left. Hmm. Wow. How is that possible? I'm assuming that our government pays them their airfare, probably sets them up with some initial accommodation. And they're coming from somewhere else because we're not really recruiting a whole lot of Caymanian teachers, I can tell you all that. We bring them in from overseas only to then discover that these people are not able to stay. Well, y'all are probably wondering, um... What on earth 
would be causing them to leave their jobs in another jurisdiction, move to the Cayman Islands, sort out accommodations, this, that, and the next thing, and already they're resigning and they're leaving? Hmm. This, my dear, is why I must tell you that when I criticize the system, it's examples like this that demonstrate how broken it really is. Now, y'all get upset with me. I had somebody message us. Oh, Sandy, I hear you call no chief officers, but they do such a good job. I said, oh, poor you. Let me pat you on your little head like how I pat Zeus. Because you think you know what's going on because you work in civil service, but there might be things that I know that you don't have a clue. And sometimes I'm not always in a position to give the details yet. I can't, I can't divulge what I know. You think it gives me any joy to sit here and tell you that the civil service, which is made up of primarily Caymanians, you know, if we had to rate them as a whole, might actually get a failing grade. And that you have 60% of the service performing, 10% exceeding well, and then 40% below standard. That's, that's horrendous figures. And I'm probably being a little bit generous in some instances. That doesn't give me, I don't feel happy when I talk about these things. You understand what I'm saying? That's, that's, my God, we're in trouble. Okay. So this, this is a situation. Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you, because then you're going to have to help me have it make sense. These teachers have come here and apparently, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but getting into school in the Cayman Islands is becoming one of the most difficult things to do. Honestly. Yes, ma'am. Oh, geez, I'm peace. Well, why the heck she... Okay, thank you. All right. Oh, good Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm. Hold on, folks. <laughs> I appreciate that call. I got to fix the situation. Um. So... There are certain things um, that, you know, teachers expect. Mm -hmm. Education in this country is um, expensive if you have to go the direction of private school. If you're in government school, as you know, there is now a lot of situations where there's even a waiting list there. I'm shocked at how parents are struggling to find accommodations um, for their children in in schools across the Cayman Islands. I'm hearing of parents, oh my God, Sandy, there's like multi-year waiting lists. 
I'm like, what? A multi-year waiting list for what? Yeah, to get babies in school. Right? Um, and it's not just them. It's all grades now. Just a couple years ago, I had my daughter, you know, we moved her from one private school to the next. And it wasn't really, we had options, you know? Yes, there were some schools that always have a waiting list and, you know, they'd be finagling their waiting list. Anyway, they tell you, but they got a waiting list, but yet um, an expat lawyer can come here and get on the list right away. And you're like, um, why am I on the waiting list for two years? And this lawyer, well, I hear the law firm, some of the law firms actually pay to be in some kind of preferential list that the rest of us do not have access to. Like they hold spaces. And does that mean they're paying a, a fee every single month, although nobody's in that seat? But they hold spaces. This is what I'm told. They're able to hold spaces so that when their staff come here, they can guarantee that children, those children will be able to get in to this particular school. I've only heard of one school doing that. And y'all might be able to guess who it is. They're on Smith Road. Um, but yes, I mean, there, there's there's a waiting list and parents are concerned. There's a waiting list for government schools. And some of y'all be moving your children around like you live all the way West Bay, but you want your child to go prospect primary because you hear prospect is a better school. And <clears throat> y'all are not always following the rules either. Because, you know, you're supposed to have a catchment area, right? Y'all be making stuff up to put your kids in a particular school. So these teachers come from overseas, folks, because they, you know, have been offered a position. You would assume that their employers would have everything sorted out. Okay, you're coming to the Cayman Islands. You've got two kids, kids ages six and 12. This is where they're going to be going to school. We got a place for you, blah, blah, Guess what? Our Department of Education Services. I'm assuming they're the ones who are responsible. I don't think this falls on the ministry. They're importing school teachers and have them coming into the Cayman Islands and have no place to put their children. Morning caller. Yes, hi. Hello. Yes, one o'clock. Three o'clock? Mm, okay. I was told one o'clock, but that's fine. Okay, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Um, so they're bringing teachers here and they have no place to put their children. Now, even if you're not the best parent in the world, you're a teacher, you know that your child by law has to be in school. So I have a question this morning for DES, Department of Education Services. How many of the new recruits, you said a hundred and something new teachers, how many of them have already left the jurisdiction because their children have no place to go? Now, the idea for them is that their children are being put in government schools, free to them. That's not an additional expense. Because even if you're making five grand a month, 
and you've got a child in private school and you're paying, you know, a quarter of that to private school fees. And then you got to look at rents and CUC bill and this bill and that bill, da, 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 da. Your take home, even at five grand a month, might not be all that uh, impressive. So one of the perceived benefits is that you're actually going to be able to put your children in a government school and not have to pay for that. But my understanding is that even government schools now have a waiting list. And these teachers accepted a position, came here, ready to start working, and boom. Oh, sorry, we have nowhere to put your kids. Because Clifton Hunter, John Gray, this school, that school, has a waiting list of Caymanian children who are waiting to get into those schools. Now, I don't have an issue with the schools having a waiting list. And I don't have an issue with Caymanian children being prioritized. The issue for me is how come y'all so disorganized? You mean to tell me that when you hired these foreign workers, you didn't know this? Huh? You didn't know that Mrs. Smith, who's gonna be teaching math 101 at John Gray has two kids that have to go in a school somewhere and that private schools have waiting lists for three, four, five years. So you can't just hire her and bring her here to teach and think those kids are gonna get into a private school. And like I said, most of these teachers don't want their kids in private school anyway. They're going for the freeness of a public school system. Okay. Now I've asked the Department of um, Education Services to let us know how many teachers have since left because they tell you how many get hired, but they don't tell you how many leaving the system, which is so interesting. We want the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Thank you very much. It's great to say that you just recruited. How many people they say? Um, teachers, let me see how many, how many teachers they claim that they hired. You know, they always put up these 137 new educators to join Cayman's education system. Of the 137, we do want to know how many have already decided that they cannot stay in the Cayman Islands. Kudos to them, though. They did say that 37 of those are newly qualified Caymanians that have joined the education system for the new school year. 14 math specialists. I think that's important to have these specialists in these different areas. But I'm still asking the question because I'm hearing it's it's a number. It's quite a number. Now, I don't know what quite a number name means. I would like a precise number from DES. How many have left because they're unable to find or unable to place their own children in school? And what, short, what sort of a shortage now does that create um, in our educational system? Y'all still looking for teachers? Do we need to tell more Caymanian teachers to start applying? I mean, I hear qualified Caymanian teachers messaging me saying that they're qualified as teacher's assistants and all this kind of stuff, and they keep applying and they cannot get a job. DES isn't hiring them. No, I don't know why they're not hiring them. I can't, like I said, I'm not gonna dig that deep. But if y'all can hire those two Filipino young ladies who are breaking the immigration laws and others from Northside in education, surely you're not too concerned about someone having that much of a criminal record or not. Give a Caymanian a chance. That woman is convicted 
of document fraud and you still have her working up in DES. You mean to tell me a bona fide commander who might have slipped up once in life couldn't get that same second chance? Hmm. Liana says, I know a young Caymanian couple who are on the waiting list for two years to get their child in school, saying that the child's age is not required, um, and he is six years of age now. What do you mean the child's age is not required? I don't understand that part. <sighs> it's tough out there. Trust and believe. People were telling me when I was pregnant with my daughter, like, oh, girl, you better go register her from now. And I'm like, how do you register a baby that's not even born yet? Like, you can't exactly do that because the baby's not a real person. But apparently they tell you to put the child on because like the schools that you want to get into fill up so quickly. <sighs> Emma says we're having problems right now with my grandson. He's on a waiting list. So the other thing, um, Magnum Opus, thank you, says um, I'm surprised and then not about the lack of outrage by Kimanians concerning the last education report, a total failure and no noise do Kimanians not care about this kind of failure. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Like I said, we've upped the values, perceived value of our educators, paying them a decent salary. And I think they're getting another pay increase again. And yet the results that we're getting, not even lackluster, as Magnum says, the results should make us all hold her head in shame because they're not very good results at all. We have failing schools still and failing educational systems. But you know what? A school gets a pass mark like, oh, you're doing okay. And um, the leadership in this country tell us that we must be, we must do backflips and be happy about that. It starts with the very standards um, magnum that we are setting for ourselves and for our country as a whole, and by extension for our children. It's not a good picture, not at all. I know somebody I was talking, I was talking about it briefly yesterday, and somebody said, Oh, but you know, our kids are doing great. What? I, I have to wonder where do y'all live that you think your children are actually achieving such good numbers? I'm not saying everybody, some kids are doing well. We've started a new school year. Keep this in, in context, right? We've started a new school year. And the leader of education, the minister, um, you know, I'm really torn sometimes about how I feel about Julianne. I got to be honest with you. Um, intelligent, but then overzealous about, I'm not going to say the wrong thing, because, you know, that's great that she's passionate and overzealous about her religious beliefs. But is that the only thing that she has a passion for? Like, I want to see some of that when it comes to the action that you put into our children as well. We know that for years now, our children have been struggling with behavioral issues and fights in schools and whatever, right? As a, as a, um, a well-respected woman in this community, I would expect her to lead not just on a piece of paper about anti-bullying, but by example, to lead a campaign of anti-bullying, no tolerance for fights in her schools, make public announcements to say this kind of thing. And she, I don't see where she does that anywhere. Is she doing that and I'm just not getting the memo? Is it just me that doesn't hear her even expressing these thoughts to our young people? 
Can I make a suggestion? Minister of Education. You got a lot of these young kids who are out there on Instagram. Okay, I'm going to give you a free suggestion this morning. What you say, this is your last term. So maybe you're checked out already. I don't really know. Start having a live segment on Instagram where you can interact with these young people. Mm -hmm. Sending them the kind of messages that they need to be hearing from the leadership in this country about how you do care about their future. You do care about them getting a good education because that's going to set them up for future successes in life. It is a piece of paper, but that piece of paper has some value to it. Right? Talk to them about why there's so many fights in our schools and so much extensive bullying. And what is it that you as a leader in the Department of Education and the ministry, what more can you guys do to facilitate our young people being able to communicate without having to go to, to fisticuffs and beating each other up? That's the question I have. Now, it's one thing, folks, to have teachers running away in droves because, um, as Magdalene says, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. The country is not planned for the growth that has taken place in regards to roads, health, schools, etc. Poor planning if you're expanding all sectors needs to grow. Um, we have a new school, by the way, a new private school that's opening up today. Congratulations to them. Island Montessori, I think it's called. Island, is it Island Montessori? Island something. Anyway, they're opening up today. So congratulations to them. Probably already full because I think there was a waiting list to get in there. Darlene says, trust me, based on the past, our command and teachers will not be there for long. Uh, Jim says some things on Cayman are not um, at some things in Cayman are so be behind the times, I think is what that was supposed to say. Education and space for education should be top priority for its future. Siobhan says, I'm not the only one who's not hearing anything. Uh, Leanna says, can we get local cooks in the school system? I'm going to come to the food here in a second. But, um, Yes. So, you know, we have a situation here, folks, where teachers have already arrived and they're already leaving. Okay. First week of school, you know, they're not staying because there is no place for their children to, to get an education, for their own children to get an education. Clifton Hunter, what is going on with the air conditioning at Clifton Hunter? I am shocked that here we are, the first week of school. Good morning, caller. Yeah, morning, Sandy. What I want to know is what, what is the purpose of the census? <clears throat> because the census, in my opinion, is what we um, gauge on to, you know, for progress and, and mm -hmm. pro, um, you know. So why are we not preparing um, to put enough schools in, in place with census report, you know, what, what the results is of the census. I, I don't understand. 
I, I, I can't figure. Well, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I think the census is always a little bit behind, to be honest, as well. So that's part of the problem. And um, in addition to that, so many people don't even want to participate in the census. So I have some concerns about how accurate the census numbers even are in terms of our population size and population growth. But it seems to me that we have always been playing catch up with um, with these types of things. As Magdalene rightfully said, the infrastructure isn't there, even the road infrastructure, schools, hospitals, everything with the amount of growth that we've had, we simply are not ready. Well, I think um, I think that what, what the government got to gear on now is doing shift, shift schools because that will help. I mean, let's face it, school over at three o'clock, if you, you got classes, you know, especially like the prime subjects and stuff, but something have to do, you imagine what that is. And this is a fact about registering your child from his born. That has been going on for years, fifteen uh -huh. months, maybe twenty years now. Uh -huh. And this is that's no lie. Those private school ask you to register, and uh -huh. and they put you on a waiting list from the child is born, from their conceived. Wow. So I don't know, but anyway, but I just want to touch on the thing this this young lady, I think mentioned about food for Caymanians. Let me tell you something. When I was in the food business, I saw because I had two, I had kids and I had grandkids that go into school and say, Nana. This food is not good. This food is not, you know. Mm -hmm. And I went and I spoke to Mr. John John. I can't remember. Yeah, because he was my district. And let me tell you, what you got to go through as a Caymanian to present the proper food to children. When I say, um, you know, teach your children um, what macaroni and cheese is or whatever. And then you can still get a healthy um, diet going. They don't look at you. They give you all kind of excuse. And then guess what? The, the the outsiders come in uh -huh. and they don't know what they do, uh -huh. but they give them these big contracts, these big multi something millions of dollars a contract, and just look at us like we're stupid. We can't even get a subcontract with these companies. Uh -huh. And what they do, the children, government is paying for the food, and half of the time, I'll tell you, children uh, uh, that I could remember when I was at home come uh -huh. home and still hungry because they throw the food in the garbage. So what that is. <laughs> That's a way well, I have someone who who's an educator that has some, some comment to make on that. But um, yes, anyway, we'll, we'll address that, that as well. Like, yeah. Okay. So we're okay. going to we're going to talk about that as well. But I do want to talk about the okay. air conditioning at Clifton Hunter, okay. which apparently okay. isn't working. Oh, my God. You can imagine. Anyway. What a hot mess. Wow. We're in a mess. Hot oh, mess. My God. Okay, Thanks, honey. Day. You too. Okay. Let, me, let me briefly touch on the food situation. I know for myself, oh, God, these kids can be so picky with food. Oh, my daughter, you can fix this and that. And she got every excuse in the world why she don't want to eat. She thinks she can eat pizza every day and ice cream every day. It is a challenge, generally speaking, for parents to train that young palate in the way that it should go. I don't remember being so picky as a child because trust me, my aunt never, she never played with you. She put it down in front of you and you eat it or you didn't eat it. If you didn't eat it, you were going to starve to death and that was going to be the end of that. Mm -mm. So, um, you know, I think that um, 
it's it's really unfortunate that some of her children, no matter what you give them, they're gonna be complaining. But you know, lunches are free. And the government is spending millions of dollars on government free lunches. And I see some of your children, and I'm gonna agree with this caller, and I know that y'all not gonna like it now. I'm gonna agree with this caller that a lot of you are overfeeding your children. So when they come home, they complain that they're still hungry. Mm -hmm. That's because you've already managed at the age of six and seven to stretch their stomachs beyond what they should be eating. You know that the more you eat, the more you stretch out your stomach, the more food you're going to need? Someone says we have the fattest children in the Caribbean. We have an epidemic of obesity here in the Cayman Islands, even amongst our children. I look at your children, folks, and I don't see hardly any of them. They're definitely not malnourished. Huh? You do appreciate that you should be feeding your children a nice breakfast in the morning to get them started. Mm-hmm. Give them fuel for the day. Right? Not Burger King. Not French fries for breakfast. Not sugary cereals. Give them egg, some protein, a little piece of toast, uh, maybe an apple, some yogurt. Morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. How are you today? Hello, honey child. How you doing? Not too bad. I'm grateful for each new day. Oh, that's beautiful. It, it's beautiful. And we're getting rain and we're getting sunshine. Mm -hmm. So nice. what more can we ask for? Mm -hmm. um, anyway, we're talking about children. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm from the old, old group <laughs> of, mm -hmm. of kids. When I was growing up, and and some of my friends are are now turning like just like how the younger the younger groups of or younger generation is, I should say. Um, it was three pots cooked every every day, every day, because we didn't have no supermarkets, nor no Burger King. Nor no fast food to run out to Wendy's, nor Kentucky, or Popeyes, or anybody to run out to. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if we even had it, we didn't even have the money. Our meals were cooked, and we had to eat on time. Breakfast in the morning was homemade bread, mm -hmm. jam. Um, if we had cheese, we ate cheese. Mm -hmm. um, and fruit that were grown in what we call at those times grounds or, 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 or in, in our backyard. Mm -hmm. You ate it and you went to school. You had your lunch, which was mostly the same thing again. And fresh cow's milk was no sodas and was mm -hmm. no this and was no that. He came home. And you did your, your schoolwork, if you had any, or you were put to work um, standing on the stool, you wash the, the dishes, or you dry the dishes, or 
whatever. You were put to do something. Mm-hmm. Mind you, those people didn't have, or folks didn't have all, all the things that we folks have now. Mm-hmm. They cooked, and it was all natural. And believe me, we didn't have the spices either. Mm. And the food then tastes much better than all the spiced up stuff and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you ate, you ate between 5.30, 6 o'clock. That was dinner or supper, whatever you wanted to call dinner, was on a weekend when during the week, we call it lunch. Mm-hmm. Dinner was on on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, or if it was a public holiday, mm-hmm. at twelve or one o'clock. Whatever they cook, it wasn't gonna be a second pot nor a third pot because I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Many times I cried myself to sleep because I didn't want to eat it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it, but 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 next morning, she mm-hmm. I would have at the pot because <laughs> then by then mm-hmm. I was hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now what has happened to some of my friends that is that do have grandchildren and whatnot? Mm-hmm. What has happened to cooking um, cream of wheat or oats mm-hmm. or that kind of thing that would be or an egg fried boil caramel or whatever mm-hmm. what has happened to that instead of stopping Burger King to get fast food to mm-hmm. give your children mm-hmm. then they get sick and I've I've listened to doctors mm-hmm. and I've heard doctors say here in Cayman that is all this sunlight and stuff. Children are coming. Parents are bringing their children to them. And they're short of vitamin D, which we can get from the, 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 the sun. I'm mm-hmm. not saying let them go out there and let them play for hours and hours till they get a, a heat stroke or a sun stroke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do something more worthwhile for the health of our children mm-hmm. and they will do it for their children and people know that instead of taking them to the store uh, the, the grandchildren and their own children um well you say you don't want this cookie mm-hmm. uh, no nah, i don't want it i don't want it. we're not mm-hmm. teaching them anything at home and we're blaming teachers for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now i'm not saying every teacher it's going to be like the teachers we had. You mm-hmm. do obey, you've got a strap in your hand. Mm-hmm. What happened to that? They took it out of the schools. Mm-hmm. What happened to that? Then our children are, are, are turning not even like humans anymore to each other. <laughs> so who can we blame but ourselves and the way that we raise in our children now. But ourselves, we were raised different. I'm speaking mm-hmm. from my 
all the generations. Mm. I'm not speaking about the ones now. There's a few that that really try to bring their children up right. And sometimes, unfortunately, when you when you even do that, they still go astray. But at least you tried. At least you did your best. So let's get it together mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. get Cayman like the way it should go. Mm-hmm. We ha- we we have everything here. Manu, some of the roads in other other Caribbean islands. Mm-hmm. You go over them and you go down in some holes and you gotta say, Lord, take me out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of road some of them have. Mm-hmm. And I know about it because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's not, let's stop our complaining, do something about it, do something about our children, and get at the MPs, as they've been called nowadays, mm-hmm. and let them do what they have promised in their campaigns. Good day, Sandra. Sandra. Thank you so much. And thanks very much for listening to me. Thank uh, you. I don't mean in o- offending anyone, mm-hmm. but I just want to speak the truth of how it used mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you very it. much. Have a good day. Yes, my dear. Thank you. Yes, I mean, times have changed, folks. Um, and I completely understand you know, the caller's sentiments, uh, you know, same thing. To this day, you can't get me to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because my aunt gave me some of them. I, I sick and tired of them. I've not ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich as an adult because every single day I had a freaking peanut butter and jelly sandwich after school, practically. With my, with my glass of milk, occasionally I'd get treated with a little cookie. Um, but like she said, you know, home-cooked meals, right? We had school lunches available to us. I don't know how healthy they were back then, but they're probably healthier than what a lot of kids are getting now. And, um, you know, I must say um, to what the caller is saying, and to be fair with full credit, the entire time that I was living in my aunt's house and a young person, I was slim and and trim and, you know, didn't start to put on weight till I had to go out of my own honey chair. Um... And there's truth to that. Like she cooked almost every day. Sometimes on a Friday or a weekend, we would get a little treat and we'd be able to go out and get, you know, fast food from a restaurant or whatever as a family. But it wasn't all this eating out fast food all the time. And it's a struggle. It really is a struggle when you're passing a fast food joint to say to your kid, eh, you can't have that. It's easy, but no, we have cooked food at home. You know, I'm trying to get my daughter to once a week as a treat you have your choice. You can go to this place or that place or whatever. But it is very, it is very, very challenging. And as parents, sometimes you want to give in. So a lot of people are agreeing with that caller, saying Siobhan says too many spoiled children. Um, Alejandro says so true, caller, right on point, says Emma. So we can relate, but I think parents go wrong. When they have this expectation that your children are going to be getting some kind of gourmet meal at your schools. And their belly going to be brimming so full that after lunch they get the itis. You know what I'm talking about? Niggeritis. So they're going to be falling asleep in school. 
they're not meant to be that full after any meal where they're uncomfortable and can't do anything. Look at how many obese children. Take a look around at our schools and look at the level of obesity, and then you'll understand what I'm talking about. And this person who is a former educator says, um, our kids are the fattest in the Caribbean. We have healthy options, and the kids don't want to eat it. They don't want the brown rice. They don't want the wheat toast. They don't want the whole wheat pizza crust. There's no portion control. You know, now that they're getting free lunch, they feel like they're going to make that one meal their whole meal for the day and fill up on it. And the person also makes the point that it's the same food that the private schools get and nobody in the private schools, you don't hear them complaining. Same catering company, same food, same everything. And they're not complaining about the portion sizes. Hmm. I think we need to do a little bit better with managing the expectations of our children. I'm just saying. Put down one piece of chicken. That's your protein. You get a little bit of brown rice, a few pieces of cauliflower or broccoli. That's your veggie. This isn't meant to be a five-course meal or even a three-course meal at our schools. So I actually went a number of years ago, because y'all were complaining then. This is before the lunches were free about, oh, Sandy, you got to go check out these school lunches and blah, blah, blah. And I actually took the time. Y'all can still find the video on Facebook because we live streamed it. I took the time, folks, and I went, oh, Lord, look, yeah. Look what just showed up on my, I'm just logging into Facebook, so I'll find the link and share with you. But look at what just popped up on my profile from 10 years ago. Speaking of food and why some of us putting on some extra pounds, look at what I was baking five years ago. Hold on now. Hold on, honey chow. Look at me indulging in my baking, my culinary skills. Mm, mm, mm. Throwback memory, honey chow. Look at that. Ooh, honey. My world famous brownies. And I don't know what this other cake was that I'm making with chocolate chips on top, but Chad, that looked good. Anyway, let me not digress. Um, so I actually went and I tried the school lunch. Listen, it's not a gourmet meal. I I have expectations, right? But honestly, there was nothing wrong. I can't remember what, what was on the menu that day, but there was nothing wrong with what was on the menu. I think y'all just two pick a some. Seriously. Let me try and find... And then you know what y'all was doing? Oh, well, Sandy, if you go in um, to that school, I think I went to John Gray, if I recall. If I recall, then y'all were like, oh, go by, um, go by, what next one called again? Uh, Georgetown Primary and go this one. And I said, but hold on. Y'all think I'm going to be a, go and do a tour of all of the schools so that I can taste all the school lunches? That's not really the point of what I was doing. Stop making your children so, like, I think we are contributing to part of their problem. Now, yes, I have seen, May of last year, somebody shared a burger from the school canteen that was undercooked. Those types of things should not be happening. We shouldn't be finding foreign objects in our food. So here's the picture from the undercooked burger. 
Everybody in their right mind knows that you do not undercook burgers. A burger meat, unless it's made of 100% steak, you can't have it well done um, or not well done, I should say, and all the different variations because it will poison you. The, the way that the meat is, that type of meat is not meat that is meant to be half cooked or medium rare or whatever the heck. Only types of meats you can do that with and still be relatively safe with them. Burger meat isn't one of them. And you know, a lot of people don't know this, even in restaurants. Well, how would you like your burger? I'm like, I want it safe to eat, <laughs> which means it has to be well done. There should be no pink in this burger, none at all. It should be cooked thoroughly to a particular temperature. There's no such thing unless it's a steak burger as a burger that is medium rare or medium this or whatever. It should be well done. So this, folks, is a health hazard to our children. So yes, I'm going to back you when you say to me, this is unacceptable. I wholeheartedly agree that this is unacceptable. Okay? I'm going to back you when we have the Department of Education Services saying that once again, because it ain't the first time, a foreign object has been found in a school lunch. What the heck was the foreign object? Anybody knows? What are we talking about here? Is it hair, a piece of plastic? What is it? The individuals who are preparing the school lunches, I mean, bless their little hearts, because I, I really do feel sorry for them. I know that they have a big undertaking feeding um, the equivalent of hundreds upon hundreds of kids every single day across the Cayman Islands. And I'm sure they're taking a lot of um, necessary precautions, wearing hair nets and doing other stuff. But, you know, when you are feeding, this was, was this back in, I'm trying to find out where this, where I was eating um, this lunch, I'm trying to find it. But yeah, I mean, you know, things like that, you've got to be extremely cautious with. Because you can make children sick. I mean, like I said, I don't know um, exactly what, what was in the lunch. But there should be no foreign object in a lunch that is not supposed to be there. Hmm? And when DES sends out these types of messages about <laughs> they're investigating this and they don't even tell you what the foreign object is, that press statement is not particularly helpful, to be honest. They should have just kept it themselves. Somebody's saying that they found a roach in their food at a particular restaurant in Caymana Bay. Wow. That's disgusting. Hmm. What a mess. All right. Let's talk about the air conditioning situation. Please explain to me why the first week of school, I am hearing that children are in an environment at Clifton Hunter where they have no access to fresh air. Because remember now, this is the fancy new building that we built that windows can't crack open. Okay. They have no working air conditioning. They're in a sweat box. And we're expecting your children to learn. 
Okay. Make it make sense now. Children have to be in the right environment to be receptive mentally to receiving information that they can retain. If you're sitting there and y'all know how hot it is outside right now. I went to school to pick up my daughter a couple of days ago and I couldn't find her because normally they take them out in a play area um, for the aftercare and I couldn't find them. I'm like, where the heck is everybody? They decided not to take the children out because it was so hot that day. The heat index was ridiculous. They're like, we were not taking those kids out. We don't want these kids passing out on us. It was ridiculous. You know, we kept them in the classroom doing arts and crafts and whatever. It is hot. We live in the Caribbean. We don't live in the mountains in the Caribbean where you can crack open a window and get some nice breeze. We are flat, hardly a breeze most days, humidity level, the heat index 100 odd degrees. These children are sitting there with no air conditioning and their school uniforms sweating and getting stinky and uncomfortable. And so are the teachers, by the way. How, how does this happen? What's going on at Clifton Hunter? Well, this parent says, dear, uh, good day, Sandra. Please keep me anonymous. My three kids attend the Joanna Clark Primary School, formerly the Savannah Primary School. The AC hasn't been working in bus 351 since last year or the year before. So this is the bus now as well. My children and other kids have to travel on the bus to and from school every day. My kids complain about the heat. Sometimes they are wet when they come home. I've made multiple complaints to the school and they say that they're going to address it. I thought something would have been done this year, this school year, because, you know, this year the heat is terrible. And it was recorded as the hottest in history. Due to the increase in the heat condition, I thought the issue would have been addressed. However, it has not been. The kids have to travel on the hot buses with no AC. Sandra, I'm hoping that you can address the issue for me and hopefully get someone to take immediate action. I don't understand this. A bus. Two or three years without air conditioning for children? And y'all wonder why parents don't want to put their kids on a bus for, for somebody else to take them to school? It's when you have this kind of foolishness going on. The parents are like, I'm not going to trust you with my kids. Y'all can't even make sure that they are comfortable on the way to school. They're not showing up sweaty. That's a primary school. Clifton Hunter, no air conditioning working. When you check with them, oh, yeah, well, you know, they're supposed to be fixing the AC system. What do you mean supposed to be fixing it? School just started. Right? Yesterday morning when I was making some inquiries about this, somebody said to me, yep, the AC needs replacing. The facilities manager keeps having to do something to it to get it working again. Uh, but it would stop working after a while and then it gets hot and humid inside. It smells stink in many classrooms due to the constant temperature differences. And because they don't clean the carpets regularly, why do we have carpets in school? Anyway, that's a whole other conversation, uh, which doesn't make any sense since it's a high traffic area. It breeds bad scents and mildew, right? Um, teachers and students suffering from sinus infections and post-nasal drip repeatedly getting coughs. So the principal sent out the following, dear colleagues, Mr. Yates is still working on the AC. Unfortunately, he was unable to get it started last night. Mm -mm -mm. I have asked him to source some fans for each learning area this morning. So now they're using standing fans, folks. Talk about 
so-called first world facilities. If he's unable to repair the system, we will have to close the campus and teach remotely. Y'all listening to me? Close the campus and teach remotely like COVID? Are the parents aware of this BS? That all your kids are going to be at home, so start to plan? If they can't fix the AC unit, now they're looking at remote teaching again? This is not acceptable. Come on, man. I see Madam Juliana O'Connor Connolly right now over at Radio Cayman. Talking to about God knows what. They got four people watching him on Facebook. Is she addressing? Can someone who's tuned in to her please advise me? Advise the general public. Is she addressing these issues affecting your students? Is she addressing the non-working air conditioning in classrooms at Clifton Hunter and the fact that children might have to go back to remote learning because of it? Is that what she's telling the 10 people over there watching them? Because inquiring minds definitely want to know. Good morning, caller. Yeah, morning, Sunday. You. I wonder if you would believe that that would happen again. I wonder if you believe that they would have you working at home again. Hmm? I wonder because, if you would believe that listen, they would have your children school, learning at home school again. School just started. The schools, building, school just started. Replacing the schools with hotels. School yeah. just started. Yeah. We shouldn't be having this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it. Believe it, Sandy. Because when 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 education is next to um, making money, um, they'll tell you what you can and cannot do. <laughs> hmm. You know, so you can't bring the children to school no more because we have online schooling. We have um virtual education. You know, we tried it already. It worked. You know, a lot of children became obese and predators to children, um, praise to the child predators and stuff like this, you know, had more time at home alone. And all of these stuff, remember, remember during COVID, when they told you you couldn't, um, go out because um, your alphabetical letters didn't match or something like that. Hmm. Just see it, it could happen again. It could happen again. They'll have your children going to school because the air conditions are too expensive or mm. maybe their classrooms are not accommodating enough for the amount of children that are gonna be coming into the island. Hmm. You know, population growth, 100,000 people, that comes with an extra 100,000 children. So um, yeah, just, just be aware that it could happen again. They'll do the experiment all over again. If you look at it, Bill Gates said that there will be another pandemic and it will be a new virus. So taking note of those things, it will happen again. Just when and where. Mm. Who is going to be fooled? Thank you, Carl. But so it be. Mm-hmm. All right. Appreciate it. All right. They still got four people listening. Somebody just suggested. Why didn't you call her over at Radio Cayman? and see if you can get an answer from her. Ooh, honey, child, now that's a no- novel idea. I'd never even thought of that, but why not? Let's give her a call, shall we? She's not going to come on this show. We know that already. So yes, they don't want to come to the people. Let's take the people to them. Hold on. They got an 800 number over there too, honey, child. Let us call the minister and see if she can give us an answer. I love that idea. Thank you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm. 
Come on, Radio Key Man, pick up the phone, honey chill. Is that the right number you gave me? 1-800-534-8255? No one answering. Uh, is there another show number over there? Okay. I think I used to have them saved in my phone. Let me double check. Radio Key Man Talk Today. 1-800, yeah, that's the number, but nobody answering the phone. Radio K-Man, Cold Heart Truth, calling Radio K-Man, please answer the phone. Hello, anybody there? Radio K-Man, can you please pick up line one? It's Sandy calling to speak to the minister. Thank you so much. Anybody there? Anybody there? Come on now. No, sir. They're not picking up. Somebody said they must be recognizing your number. <laughs> Could never be that my friends over at Radio Cayman wouldn't be answering me. Cha. Lord Jesus. Are they taking calls? Maybe the minister told them not to take any calls. I don't know. Cha, that rung out. It's been a minute that I haven't had a, a thing run out on me. All right, somebody give me some alternative numbers. 925-3261. 925-3261. Uh, does that go into the, that's a mobile, but does that pick up on the board? Let's see. <laughs> Lavana says they're listening to your show. <sighs> oh, that's OC's number. I doubt he can answer. Uh-uh. Well, he's not answering either. Let's try the toll-free number again. Maybe they took a bathroom break over there. Let's see. Um, we can try again. Uh-huh. Her topic is about, the, oh, the beautification. Yeah, well, we got to talk about the beautification of our schools. A-K-A, how about some air conditioning? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't believe they're blocking my number, honey chill. Um, oh, you have to wait for them to open the phone lines? But doesn't their show end at 10 o'clock? What time are they opening the phone lines? Really? He taking calls now? Lord have mercy. What a hot mess. Thank you, honey. Oh, they have a specific time that they take calls? Oh, I tell y'all, I don't, I don't listen. I haven't listened to it in years, so I don't know what he's doing over there. But okay. Well, if he's taking calls, the phone's ringing. At least one call. Anybody? I feel like I need my Jeopardy music. Still no answer. Lord Jehovah. Try one more time. One more time. I need to ask the minister a question. 
Somebody says, I don't think the 800 number works. What? So what number should I be calling then? Oh, she just said no more calls. No more calls? Did he answer any calls at all? Oh, good grief. Can I tell y'all a joke about Radio K-Man? This is kind of funny. I wasn't going to actually say anything about this, but now that nobody answered the phone. The other day, they were off air. I think that was Monday. Remember I said during the show that somebody had messaged and asked me, what's going on over at Radio K-Man? Like, they can't hear anything. There's no show. There's no nothing. And they're calling. Nobody's answering the phone, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I don't work for Radio K-Man. How on earth would I know? Listen to the story of actually what happened over at Radio K-Man. Remember there was a power outage or lightning strike or something, but the power went down. So they had um, no power. And so this is the, this is so funny. They could not get into the building all day long. They didn't get into way later in the evening over at Radio K-Man because they have the automatic door thing. There's no override system. These are the things that really blow my mind. I mean, you've got to have an override system. If something is going on, they couldn't get in to the studio at Radio K-Man. They, not the studio, the entire building. Security couldn't get in. Management couldn't get in. Nobody couldn't get in. Somebody said they're not taking my calls. They cut off calls because they hear me trying to call. What a hot mess. No more calls since they realized that you were calling. <laughs> or someone is probably listening and tell them not to answer. Well, you know, the minister can ignore the people apparently for as long as she wants because them Cayman Brackers keep electing her and putting her back in. She's only going to give you um, an audience if you go to her church. I really pray to God that she don't run again, you know, because for as intelligent of a woman as she is and as likable as she might be in some other ways, there's a lot that leaves, you know, just a lot is desired in her performance. Okay, so we can't reach her. Let's call the Department of Environmental Services. Let me see, what is their number now? Department of Environment, I mean, Education, sorry. Department of Education, hey man. Let's see if anybody over there is gonna answer the phone. 945 Mm-hmm. So they shut down, um, emergency shutdown today of John A. Cumber, right? That's bad enough. Now we have. Good morning, Department of Education Services. How may I help you? Good morning. This is Sandra Hill calling from the Cohard Truth. How are you? I'm good. I'm wondering who I could speak to about the non-working air conditioning situation at Clifton Hunter. Okay, just one moment for me, please. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, schools just opened, you know, and already we have all these issues. Mm-hmm. No, no hold music. I'm expecting too much on each year. Oh my goodness. Somebody said, try 244-2171. Don't know if they will transfer you to Juju. They're still having access problems. Over at Radio Cayman, they still can't get in? What? 
That was from like Monday though. Uh, did we just get hung up on? <laughs> okay, then let's try that again. No, sir. All right, these are the trying times. Try again. No, no unhold music. No, nothing. And click. Good morning, department. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hung up on again. Wow. These people can't be for real. We're going to try him again. Maybe they're having phone problems too. Huh? No, sir. Education, good morning. Well, my God. Good morning. It's Sandra Hill. How are you? One moment, please. <laughs> what? Not even a, I'm fine, thank you. Y'all need some food manners over there. Still no hold music. I'm trying to give you all my own hold music over there. What a hot mess. I tell y'all, world-class civil service. This is it. World-class, world-class, y'all. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. Where is that? No, sir. Yeah. Apox447 says we're a class civil service. They say, boy, I tell you, that's becoming a joke. That statement is almost as bad as K-Mankind some days. Mm-mm. Morning, Sandy. So September 13th, they're having a big day of celebrations in Cayman, in New York from Cayman. Nice. So who would you like to speak with? Well, I mean, it would have been nice if you asked me that before you put me on hold. Um, I'm not sure if it's Mr. Brian that I need to speak with. Um, but who would be in charge of facilities, like facilities management at our schools? It depends because there are different ones. Okay. How about starting so with Clifton Hunter? I don't know. I'll put you to the director's secretary. One moment, please. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what a ting. Hot mess. I need a little whole music over there, too. No, I'm just saying. Um, what's Mr. Brian's first name again? Uh, let me see. Hold on. Uh, good day. You've reached Elroy Brian. I'm currently away from my desk, uh, but if you leave That's a message, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. So Thank they you. will put Have me through to the secretary, but Begin it's speaking after the tone. Then hang up when you are finished or press any key for further options. Message too short. It has been discarded. <laughs> you have reached the Department of Education Services. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it now. Mm. 
Otherwise, please listen to the following options. For accounts, press 1. Human resources, press 2. Warning caller. Morning. Morning. Press four. Oh, hold on. Exam Let me drop this testing. other call. Shall we're not going to get no help from them today. How are you? I'm fine. Listen, isn't the facility manager's um, name Alan Robinson and the facility superintendent name um, Gardner Glenn Arick or something like that? I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know that. I'm asking her. I'm asking her who it'd be. And she said that she don't know and she works there. So how am I supposed to know? But, but this is why I'm calling, because if you're working at the education department, you can't answer the question, what's the purpose of you working there? This or is where not even, maybe maybe not she doesn't know everything, but can not, she at least find out? It's not to get anyone in trouble or get anyone fired or anything. But if someone calls the, a busy phone and they ask you a question, you should actually say, um, can you please hold? Can I get someone to answer your question? Not, I don't know. So what is it that our government is, is, is hiring? This is where now I have a problem with certain, certain civil servants, right? Because what is going on here is that the election time, government is changing in the sense of the MPs are changing, mm -hmm. but the civil servants are not changing. Mm -hmm. And some civil servants are just sitting there, but the their job mm -hmm. so if they don't know their job they need to mm -hmm. retire mm -hmm. do an early retirement or find somewhere else or, or be fired suitable. i mean I, I know it's unheard of for civil servants to get fired I, I for non-performance especially now in these difficult times really if they're not performing them. they need to go but maybe demote them because we have an all government department it's the same thing all over the all over the place we sit down in government we sit down and we're criticizing these teachers and who should be fired real and truly from government is who's hiring them and that falls under the education department well, who, who, who in education department is is um when the ministry who's agent or the hr whoever but when government hire i think the education department falls under that they do it as a panel all right let's call group, let's call right? the ministry we can't get nowhere with the education department of education let's try the ministry Maybe they know what's going on. All right, let's try them and see. Um, well, you say you don't want to fire civil servants. Well, that's why they do, some of them act the way that they do, because they know that there's no accountability. They'll never be fired. They cannot perform. They can call in, sit and do whatever, and nobody not firing them. That's the problem. In private sector, you shape up or you ship out. Of education, youth, sports, agriculture, and land. Mm -mm. Please listen carefully to the following options, mm -hmm. as our menu choices have recently changed to better direct your call. If you wish to dial by name, please press the pound key. Actually, I have Juliana's if you mobile know your number. Yeah. Extension, but you I think she has me blocked. <laughs> Morning, caller. Morning Morning again. Press one. <coughs> yes, ma'am. They were press they... Two. <laughs> press three. Human resources. I'm, press I'm four. still trying to get through to someone Personal over there. Personal assistant to the chief officer. Press five. Personal assistant to the minister. The chief officer. Press six. For all other Maybe queries, that's who we need. Press seven. The chief officers are Your supposed to know what's going on, right? Please press the pound key. Or Let me press zero five. to speak to the operator. Thank you for calling the Ministry well, of I'm Education. Well, I'm pressing five. Not happening. Sports, agriculture, and land. I'm pressing five. What's going I on? I did not get your response in time. But Please I'm pressing try it. again. Thank you for calling the Ministry of Education, no, Youth, Sports, Agriculture, and Land. Please listen carefully to the following oh, options as our menu choices have recently changed to better direct your call. 
Oh, never mind. Let's try let's try Juliana O'Connor Connor. We have a phone number for her, but she actually has me blocked. But I'm gonna call her from this other number because I don't think she's blocked this one yet. Which one does she use? The 916 or the 925? I don't know. Let's try one. See which one works. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -mm. Is she still on radio? I don't want to call her for shit. Maybe she's still over. All right, that one not working. Okay, let me see. Um, so we have staff directory for the Department of Education. Thank you to that caller for sending this to me. We have exams officer data. Um, let's go down to facilities, facilities, teaching and learning unit. Facilities manager is Alan Robinson. So his extension is 1815. Is that 244? Let's try him then. 244 1815. They're running like cockroaches today. Mm hmm. Hello, good morning, Alan Robinson. Mr. Robinson, good morning. It's Sandra Hill. How are you? Very fine, thank you. Yes, wonderful. Just letting you know, um, for disclosure, you're live in the Cold Hard Truth. We just had. Am, a, I, am I what? You're live in the Cold Hard Truth this morning. Mm -hmm. Just a simple question for you. I understand that you're the facilities manager for the Department of Education. Yes. Are you aware of an ongoing air conditioning issue at Clifton Hunter High School? Yes, I am. Okay. Can we get an update on why that hasn't been fixed? I mean, we're only one week into the school year. Yeah, I I would prefer my director speak to you on, on this. Mm -hmm. um, this is something that I prefer. And actually, I'm, I'm supporting another call. I'm, I'm supporting another call that's, that's coming in. That's an interview that's taking place, so it'll be difficult for me. I'll have to speak defer so that who, to my director. Okay, who's your director? Mark Ray is the director, and the acting is Elroy Bryan. Oh, Mr. Elroy. And he's in office today, as far as you know? He's in the BRAC dealing with another issue at the moment. He's in the BRAC. Another facilities-related issue, you think? No, no, no. Okay. All right, yeah. sir. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All righty. Bye-bye. Mm -mm. Can't find him. So it looks like Mr. Alroy might be the person um, that we need to speak with. Uh, but he's in the BRAC. So, but at least Mr. Um, Allen admits that he's aware of an issue. And our children will get this fixed when? Folks, school just started a week ago, you know? How long has this issue existed? Was this this AC issue was from last year? Because for the world of me, I cannot comprehend why you're having to have um, people Jerry rig a system every single day and pray, take a book out of Juliana's book, just pray that the air conditioning unit might work. This is a multi-million dollar facility that we built just a couple years ago. 
things happen. AC units break. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying here is why is it not fixed? School just started. What is the crux of the problem here? During the summer, the facilities team wasn't out there checking the AC units, making sure they're operational, making sure they're working. Hmm? Our children must sit in a sweat box trying to learn. Oh, we got fine fans standing fans. No, sir. This isn't acceptable. And we wonder, why is education broken? Jeez, I'm peace. If we can't get something as simple as an air conditioning working for the comfort of children in a, you know, learning area, what else are we getting wrong when it comes to education? The selection of the teachers now making 5000 plus a month. Are we still not giving them book materials? Because remember, we decided that our children were not even worth getting a physical book to be able to take home to read and write in. I mean, somebody needs to explain this to me because this just isn't making a whole lot of sense. I'm not understanding this. Hmm? What, am, what is it that I'm missing? My goodness. Mm-hmm. Buses, no air conditioning. We trying to kill our children with heat stroke then. That's the latest thing, huh? My God. Here's another parent yesterday morning, 9.16 a.m. Good morning, Miss Sandra. I hope you're doing well. Just wondering if you've gotten any complaints about Clifton Hunter High School. As a concerned parent and staff, something needs to be done about the AC and carpet situation. Today would have been a good day to visit. Students and staff are suffering in heat. There's no windows or ceiling fans. Children and staff are getting ill because of the carpets. Clifton Hunter has been neglected for a long time, and they only focus on John Gray High School. The government was supposed to make repairs and take out the carpets over the summer. Nothing has been done. You've got to come up here if you have time and see, feel, and smell the condition this place is in. They're keeping it hush-hush for too long and always finding budget excuses. The school needs to close until this is resolved. If you can get this in the public eye, I believe it would help. Wow. This is ridiculous. Budget constraints. Didn't the government just say that they had a surplus? If we have a surplus and we can't find it within good common sense to spend that money on the welfare of our children as we're trying to get something into their heads, make it make sense. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Mm-hmm. How are oh, you? She's live on the same subject on Radio Cayman. Oh, she's finally talking about this? Yes, she's live. On oh, the same so, somebody tipped her off that we were talking about it then. Yes, yeah, she's on the same subject on Radio Cayman. Mm-hmm. Live. Is she saying right. when she's going to fix it? I should, I should not have to get on this platform and address these issues. Surely she knew from last week that this was going on. It's only, it's only when we talk about it that the minister can then make it, oh, oh let's talk about it. This is, this, now, this is where I hold ministers responsible for their slackness. She needs to put her foot down. You find it in the budget. What's the problem? Cabinet meets every single week. They can move money around. They have that power. They got a surplus in this area. Well, pull it from this area, reallocate it to Clifton Hunter. They have an unexpected expense. 
Okay, she's with OC. I'm not business. Thank you, Carla. Okay, I appreciate bye. it. Like, seriously? Seriously? We can finally get an answer now about when it's going to be fixed? Pure slackness. Somebody said something's going on with these schools. A lot appears to be going on with these schools, to be honest. Mm -mm. Standards. When you don't have any, right? How much can you expect from your poor children? Now, I'm, I'm actually expecting a lot from them. They said the AC was working this morning. A lot of education department staff came with fans and did a walkthrough. Really? This is ridiculous. Good morning, madam. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm still here. I'm still live right now until 1030. What time is it? Okay. All right, darling. Thank you. <laughs> All right, bye. That's my lawyer, honey child. She said I got to log in this morning. Something going to go down with Sandy and Cook today. Woohoo! What a hot mess. Kevin, are you busy? I might need you to take over the show here for me so I can log on on, on the time to see what go on. Um, to say I'm disappointed is an understatement. I mean, you expect things to be in order for the beginning of the school year. It's as simple as that. And the fact that it isn't leaves a lot to be desired. I expect better of the ministry. I expect better of the um, Department of Education. I expect better of the school administrators, which I don't know how much they can do, but they need to press the ministry and the department. This is not acceptable. Every day somebody going hitting a little wrench on it, hoping that the AC can come on. No, sir. Liana says, OMG, carpet. Who still uses that in this day and age? Carpet is the best friend for mold and virus. Exactly. The design of that school left a lot to be desired. I must tell you, that was under Alden's leadership. Remember, he said he going to build it and nobody, not even God was going to stop him. Remember, he said it. Go back in your archives. Darlene says, it's not the system that sucks. It's who is working in the system that destroys the system. Well, the system are the people, honey child. I'm not separating the system from the people. They're all the same to me. Damon says only four people are listening. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have probably a few more on radio, obviously. But I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. Inspiring says world class. My, you know what, Aquaman three four five says I remember going to school with no AC, and if you were good, uh, you'd be rewarded to sit under the fan. We didn't die, but we had smaller classes and buildings with windows that can open for fresh air. Well, Aquaman. There's no windows in, in this building that can open. That's not how the school was designed, okay? Which is kind of interesting, but that's what it is. Um, and on top of that, I want you to be very, very clear. Miss Stacy, I don't need it again. I still want to end the show. I want you to be very, very clear, folks, about the fact that uh, the, the heat that you might have experienced, Aquaman, I don't know how old you are, but say it was 25, 30 years ago when you were in school, or even 10, 15 years ago, the heat that we're having this summer, these are all-time record highs. 
So it's not even the same heat, folks. Let's be fair to our children. Okay? Alejandro says, Cayman's absence of foresight. <laughs> Liana says, not even God going to stop it. Do not mock God. He can't step in and help with his foolishness. Oh, well, he's so fed up. <sighs> Lord have mercy. And Patriana says, the heat back then ain't nothing compared to now. I hope you know. Um, Diamond says she should be a part of CMR's guests and let the people know what's happening. The majority of the population listen to CMR. Well, I can safely say that Juliana will never come on this show. You know, we, we have called her out, um, I guess, one too many times. Um, and she has nothing to fear in terms of ever being reelected in Cayman Brock because then Brockers will put anything in. Um, well, not really, because they didn't put in um, Elvis, so I guess not. But they can put her back in if she runs again. And she knows that and she doesn't care. These people don't have to work particularly hard um, for your vote at all. Mm -mm. <laughs> I just got a call from my lawyer. Renee is like, you're on the court list today. Oh my God. I didn't even know. I just got a call from my lawyer. Send me the link so I can join. All right. Um, this person says Sabrina's with her too. Another person says, my son has been complaining about the heat in the classroom before summer break, and my teacher friend confirms Clifton Hunter has AC issues. So we knew about this before the summer break. Summer was two months, and nobody could fix the air conditioning at Clifton Hunter. Wow. I'm curious to see the explanation that the minister is going to be um, carrying on with now. No, sir. Unbelievable. What does person say? Um, hope this isn't an example of world-class civil service shaking my head. Juliana already been told that you're trying to get her. Oh, on the phone. Yeah, she's not going to answer, child. Disgraceful. Mm -mm. Absolutely disgraceful. I tell you. Also, somebody said that they still can't get into the building at Radio Cayman. They've been going through the side door. World class. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Liana says, including many MPs never come on the show. Oh, I have an MP announcement for you. Minister Jay is coming on the show next week. Thank you, Minister. He, he messaged earlier to ask about available dates. I'll check the schedule and let him know. Um, a pot 447 says, nah, Aquaman, the sun these days hit different. I remember the days you're talking about. And nowadays, outside, I compare it to an oven. It is kind of different still. Three months to fix it, Leanna, and they did nothing. Boy, I tell you, world class, world class right over here. So, mm-mm-mm. What a hot mess. Um, I do have some footage. Um, Tammy says you need to buy some burner phones so that they don't know it's you. <laughs> Marshall says we're a class jackass. Um, I don't know what he wants to discuss yet, Siobhan. I haven't inquired, but he, he'll be on one day next week for sure. 
Um, Kimberly says, when is NRA, when is CMR going to have NRA back on again? Eastern district people would like to know when they're going to finish the road or children are still having to get up early to beat the traffic. They were actually supposed to come on, I want to say last week or this week. And then something happened and they had to cancel. But Kim, I am going to send this to them right now and let them know that we are waiting for them. Yes. All right. Done. Okay. Where's my lawyer? She's supposed to send me a link. She said, hold on. Where is it? Um, is she sending it here by email? Or maybe it's email. All right, Kevin, let me bring you in. I don't know where the link is. Hold on. Um, let me check my email messages here. Where is the link? Link up, link up. Where will the link be sent? Uh, Kevin's going to take over the remainder of the show, folks, so that I can make sure I'm following the rules because I'm sure the court is expecting me to be there. Good morning, Kev. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning, Cayman Islands. How you doing? So, Happy Friday. Happy Friday, TGIF. I can't believe that I have to just jump on so quickly. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, but I didn't even know I was in court today. You do. Your lawyer thing. just called me and said, oh, we got a hearing. I'm like, we do? Well, morning, caller. Hi. Good morning, Sandra. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? Good. Um, you probably don't even recognize the voice. Shad, I was going to say that voice sounding kind of rough. <laughs> I know. I am sick this morning, and I'm trying not to be too long on the radio or on the phone. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, my sinuses is acting up really bad. But I've sat here for the past hour plus, and I've listened Mm -hmm. to everything that has been said um, regarding education or children, etc. Mm -hmm. um, I've read all of the comments. Mm -hmm. And I know with me getting on the radio now, I'm definitely exposing myself um, to being attacked by everybody, which I am. Uh, I'm already being attacked numerous times daily by different people. That includes our parents. And the reason why I say this is because, of course, I am the PTA president at John Gray High School. Mm -hmm. And I have been since 2021. Mm -hmm. And, of course, in regards to being a PTA, we know that, one, we are the voice for our parents. Mm -hmm. And we're there to speak and act on their behalf. And that's exactly what I do and advocate. But I'm also there to support um, our teachers or leaders. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, there's things, and I've listened closely to everything that you've said this morning. There are some things that, unfortunately, our leaders and teachers can't really, um, you know, address and, and push for when it comes to the government because they have their limitations. So that's where the PTA comes and stands in that gap. But myself and my board of directors, we're a small group of people with small voices. And when it comes to John Gray High School being the largest school in the Cayman Islands, because right now we are 1,300 plus students this year, that means that we have a major driving force behind us when it comes 
to parents. And that's what we're lacking as a PTA. We need the parental support for what we need to accomplish for our children. Because at the end of the day, it's all for our children because they're, they are the future of the country. So having said that, I'm just going to go back to let the facility. And, and we can stand, we can sit here on your radio, Sandra, and we can bash the facility back and forth. But from start, you know, and everybody knows the facility was a poorly designed facility. Um, and unfortunately, Clifton got the brunt of it because that was the first school that was built. But mm-hmm. from that, we were able or they were able then to upgrade and make some adjustments to John Gray, which has really helped that school more than what has happened over for Clifton. And we know the whole story with Clifton, the separate massive buildings, the carpets on the floor, the um So let me ask classroom. you a question, Carla. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate your contribution this morning, but why aren't yes. these issues being remedied and fixed? You can pull up carpet, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, no, no. And I'm not saying that these these issues should not be remedied. You're absolutely right. Because first and foremost, why would you even have carpets in classrooms? Anyhow, mm. who in the world puts, as mm. far as I'm concerned, you should not even have carpets in administration buildings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in administration offices. Not anymore. I don't, I don't like carpet, period. Mm-hmm. So when you have high traffic facilities, you shouldn't even have carpets inside of it. So that there is wrong. But, you know, who are we to say these things? Because we we're not privy to the design and all of this sort of stuff. But it's not just that. I mean, carpets the least. My thing is, is these, and like I said, we can't go back now and redesign these facilities, but hopefully they'll learn from it because I think, uh, if I'm not wrong, their approval has been given for an additional high school to be built now in the coming future, and I hope that that will start school because at the end of the day, we need additional facilities to accommodate high school students because the growth is there. The the, the, the children, um, they, 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 you know, the, our community is growing. So we need, and I think that one is for West Bay. So I'm, whole, I'm hoping that that facility will soon start. And definitely all of these issues that we're having with these other schools, that that school will be built. The, the glasses and the windows, uh, yeah, the windows, you know, those things don't open. But then not only that, you have these huge, massive windows that mm-hmm. do not even have shades over them mm-hmm. to even try to cover the sun coming in and all of that sort of stuff. So no matter, and I'm saying all of that to say, no matter how many units or how many, how, how big the units are that they put inside there, mm-hmm. just the fact that the building is so full of glass Imagine all of that sun coming in in the morning. Mm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, on the flip side, in the evening. So the building is always ex- you know, exposed to this heat index. So, you know, I don't even know what to say about that. And I'm not even going to spend my time talking about that. You asked a great question this morning. You asked about, um, about books and all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And... I got so much to say, but I don't want to get sidetracked. Um, parents, I know as parents, we sit down and we complain, 
about absolutely everything. And I'm not saying that we do not have that right. We do have that right. But I want to share and remind parents that at the end of the day, we are a very fortunate country Mm. and what we receive because I know that I travel the whole entire Caribbean. I've been to every single island and that's because of my job. And what we have in this country, there are many islands out there that wish that we have. Let's start with the fact that we have, yes, supposedly these world-class buildings, which is not as world-class as they should be, number one. Number two, we have free bus transportation. There are countries that have no bus transportation. Their kids receive free bus transportation. The kids now receive, receive, well, and this has been since, I think, Kirk Tibbetson administration, they stopped charging for books. Books, we used to pay 100, I think 125 a year for books that you were talking about. We no longer paid for that. And until recently, now all the children have free laptops, free iPads, free all of those electronic things there. Those are free. Kids get free lunches. They're fed. And I, I, am, I appreciate that they're doing all of this. Kids now get, um, they don't weak government schools. They don't pay for their um, examinations. That's free. Now the government has even gone as far as to say, you do not have to pay for gowns and caps at the end of the year when you're graduating. That is free. Mm-hmm. And I have had several parents have the audacity to even call and say, oh, well, I think now the government should also give our children free uniforms. Mm-hmm. At oh, some that's... point in time. How ridiculous. Yes. I at mean, some point yeah, in time. Let's, let's we as parents. Yeah. Yes, we have to be fair. I have a question for the caller. Okay. Yes. What, call. um, what is the the definition of a PTA committed though? Because you see what this caller has said right now is like they're doing more than a PTA should be doing. So why is it that you have securities, you have teachers, you have um property supervisor? What is the purpose of them being there if the PTA is doing more than what they should be doing? Because what she's saying to me, basically, they're doing the increased parental involvement. They're doing the enhancement. They're doing the fundraising. They're doing the volunteer support. They're doing education enrichment. They're advocating. And then they're taking care of the community, which is the kids. So what is the purpose of hiring all these people within the school? And the PTA is not getting paid. I know about PTA because I'm on one. My child is in private school. But then yes. again, you have the principle that also knocks heads at the PTA and blocks you in every way possible. And it's not fair for families or parents to take their time because remember, it's volunteer <clears throat> time. You're yes. not getting paid for it, yes. right? And, and parent, I want to say absolutely. Thank you for recognizing that. Um, <laughs> I do what I do because I love doing it and I love our youth. They're my passion. And of course, you know, I have children myself. And yes, we go above and beyond because I have a full-time job. Today, since school has opened, this has been the only day. I have not been in John Gray High School every single morning at 7 o'clock, every lunchtime and every afternoon, making sure that one, our new students and our parents all settle in and to be there to support our teachers and our students and, of course, our parents. 
But do you know that's why there's an administration fee in place? According to that administration fee, I don't know if government does it, that you're allowed, that you have to pay. This is for this administration fee actually covers two or three individuals to actually supervise the, the school grounds. Well, government would be different. Fulfill the obligations. Yes. Mm. And boosting the well-being of any child that is on a go in a government facility or in a private facility. So where is it that they're going wrong? I guess you know what what is the problem here? Education needs to improve on communication. One, yes. they need to be more open, and two, they need to get up off their lazy asses because during the summer when the children are out on break, they should be in that school doing what they what needs to be done, like maintenance. Um, indoor and outdoor security checks. If the tables need to be cleaned, that falls under maintenance and everything else and property, ma- um, property ground management, right? Mm-hmm. But what is happening here is that when the kids go on vacation, so does the teachers. So okay, Yeah, but the, the Department of Education, education but the Department of Education and the facilities managers and those people, they, they're not on vacation? I mean, exactly. they might take yes. part of the summer, but I mean, they still should be doing their, their yeah, job. Yeah, are they doing their, their checks? Are they doing what they need to be done? Well, yes. And, not, because if and, you're and, not children going back to school with the bus, is not working. For example, if you go on right now, I'm not a TikTok person, but I sit down and see people on TikTok. The first day that school started back, every mm-hmm. child had a phone videoing and putting it up on their social media. Yes. Phones were allowed in school. Well, actually, if you read the um, revised uh, code um, dress policy um, from the ministry in regards to school children, I was quite taken back from that. And I have addressed, as the PTA president, I can assure you, I have addressed numerous issues from the board. And we've broken it down and we've addressed them. And we followed protocols by going through the leaders and then going on to the top. Cell phones is not even there mentioned in the in the policy. It no longer states that cell phones is not allowed. And this is coming directly from the minister now. And this is something where the school can also interject by adding their extra piece to say, well, you know, cell phones shouldn't be allowed. But I'm telling you, we're up against a huge, great force which are the parents, that if we try to enforce stuff like that, or the school try to enforce it, and as I say, as a PTA, we're there to support and back them, then we have the parents attacking us. And that is where it starts from. I mean, the dress policy, it says no jewelry except a watch. And I'm telling you, we're there in the mornings standing up. We have children coming into the schools with doing okay. three um, loops and in, in, in right, okay. the jewelry. Right. And where is that? Like, can you please take it off? Can you put it away? Um, and by the time we say it, it happens in front of us. But mm-hmm. by the time they walk away, it's back on again. It, it starts, unfortunately, where wow. I'm from home, ma'am. Yeah, and, and there's nothing can be done, right? You can't. Yes. <laughs> we have one one minute and forty one yes. seconds, callers. Um, yes. I just think that cell phones should not be allowed because yes. this is why maybe the government schools are failing. One because of distraction, grades yes. are failing. It can cause the student to get upset because of some posting. They're they're low and they're they're bad in their homework. 
Okay. You're, you're, let's um let, callers. Let's, let's leave that. Yeah. Leave yeah. me leave me there and let me just update um our listeners on the program about the Brock situation. So the gentleman who was found unresponsive, um, he the helicopter has been sent for him and it's on the way and they're going to be bringing him to Grand Cayman. So unresponsive does not always mean that you're deceased. I want to make that very very clear. He is the owner of a local business there. So, of course, everybody is very, very concerned. But um, he, so far, is hanging in there. And the ambulance has been sent to um, the, the ambulance, sorry, the air ambulance, the helicopter has been sent to um, bring him back to uh, Grand Cayman. So, um, or bring him to Grand Cayman for medical care today. So, let's send out some positivity and prayers for that gentleman, Kevin. Uh, you're uh, God sent. I'm still waiting on the courts to sort out the Zoom, but we've only got 25 seconds left in the program. So I know that Florida got hit. We can probably talk a little bit about that last week. Next week, sorry. I've been watching some of the videos. And I'm shocked at the, the damage that I saw. It was crazy. But let's yeah. spend some time next week on it. Absolutely. We can do so. All right, folks. So we're going to do a little countdown here to the weekend. Five, four, three, two. Happy Friday. Have a safe weekend, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 